0: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
2: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
0: Learn more at meta.com/slash/metaverseimpact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again.
2: This episode brought to you by the following patrons Sunzie, Steph, Holly, Natasha, Laura, Garotica, Vance, Boezy, Jeremy, Ali, Nathan, Mr. Ragebomb, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Aaron, Kristen, Tia, Lauren, Jonathan, Kate, Alex, Isaac, and Karoon. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listens to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, do so in the Facebook group where we hang out daily. I
3: hate this movie.
2: That's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I will prove you wrong at every turn you make.
4: <laughs> Jeff, I'm yes! already on your side yes.
3: with my with my Bible Jeff ready.
2: Brought the books. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey, and I'm your Horror Virgin Todd. Which means I don't like watching scary movies, but sometimes you guys make me watch them. And this week, our guest picked a great movie, and our guest
3: is <laughs>
1: Jeff. May. May. Hey,
3: hey, hey, it's me from all the other podcasts except this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the oh this is the only one I haven't been on yet, so I'm glad to finally finish the finish <laughs> the set.
2: Honestly, I'm honored that you saved us for the last on your bucket list of pods to guest on. Well, I was a horror virgin
3: virgin. Yeah. I feel like that was keeping it it great. Yeah. I'm actually on Team Todd as far as horror movies go, if I'm being 100% honest. Thank you. Jeff, why did you select this film? And I don't mean why as like an accusatory tone.
2: (laughs) Although it did sound that way. And Mikey is so sunburned, he looks angry
3: 100% of the time. I'm a counselor. For, for my profession And you were trained Not to use the word why Because it does sound bad But like Yeah h- How How did you get To <laughs> this decision Like, <laughs> What What decisions Did you make To lead yeah. you To make this choice yes. What
2: life choices Led you to fall in yeah. love I With Alien it.
3: versus Predator okay. Which is the movie
2: um, We are doing today
4: It's AVP Requiem To be specific Alien
3: versus Predator Requiem And that's very yes. important To know Because this is a sequel This is To a lot of movies But it's a direct sequel Equal, as in linearly like one second after a previous movie Aliens versus Predator, which was PG-13. Gross. Uh, yeah, shouldn't why? have happened in that regard because 20th Century Fox is like, hey we're losing money and we're going to get bought by Disney unless we make a movie that people want to see and then they made a PG-13 Aliens versus Predator movie. There were inklings of uh, the Hunter Prey novel um, in the finale, but it was bad. We finally get Aliens on Earth in the first movie and it's Antarctica in like an Aztec temple what? kind of i thing. saw that one too it wasn't an aztec temple yes oh my God. so i'm i watched it and i was like i hate this and one <laughs> of the things there's a lot of background to it and there's probably much easier more simple answers to this which is just like oh you know i really like Alien interest um but what it comes down to is uh we have been teased with the aliens coming to earth since the first ever teaser trailer of alien three yeah, um, which they then revoked what that plan was going to be, and and went yes. to a different style of movie. Um, yeah. I grew up like this is my copy of Aliens versus Predator: Prey. This mad book respect that, that thing is
4: barely staying like, together. Look at <laughs> like
3: look at it. This thing this is worn. I loved this run, the Machiko Noguchi character. I, I loved it. I grew up on it. Um, I'm a power nerd. Sure. Like, that's my yeah. things. Here's the other thing. And I know, Michael, you're like, this is a bad movie. I don't know if you've ever done a horror podcast before, but most <laughs> movies are bad. <laughs> yeah, You know, it's a surprise you bring that up because people get upset with my opinions <laughs> a lot. But get like, really ups- Well, your opinions.
4: Oh, nice. Do you want to trade yeah.
3: DMs? Paige yeah. is <laughs> hey, a woman. I don't know if you've heard about that. I know, her opinion counts 10 times as much I get it <laughs> oh, What kind of counselor are you? We- yes. <laughs> I'm off are you a counselor, Florida <laughs> I'm escalating things <sighs> But like, people have been getting upset about our opinions On movies, and I'm just like, there's not a ton of great horror movies
4: I mean, there are, but even good Horror movies have places you can laugh at them Most yes, movies have true. places you can laugh at them yes. yes,
3: if the camera was Zoomed out more, there would be scenes in this film I could make fun of <laughs>
4: If the lights were a little higher, yeah. <laughs> Someone
3: say horror is Shakespeare. You know, you need a yeah. little levity in the middle to ease the tension. I would tension. agree. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, first off, to everybody who's a listener, and this is great because I'm not a host. Uh, if you get upset about someone's opinion on a movie, you're you're just a bad person who's not good, uh, and and that's fine because I can disappear back into the ether. So let me be, let me be the bully that you need. So funny in this scenario. If you wring your hands over horror films or Star Wars or whatever. Stop it. These are all fake. They're (laughs) fake stories. If you are... Tained by a movie, it does its job. Yes, thank you. AVPR did its job for me, which was, for one thing, I hate the trope that there are untouchables in horror, specifically children and dogs. Oh, <laughs> this yeah. This movie kills so <laughs> many kids. Side note, if, if you're one of those people that won't watch a movie because a dog dies, uh, I hate to break it to you, they don't kill the dog in the movie. The dog isn't really dead. Right. Uh, that's an actor dog. <laughs>
2: Right. Yeah. What is this? A Disney movie from the sixties? Yeah. Yeah. Please, is this? they're not Milo killing and these Otis? animals. Jeff, you're <laughs> my favorite guest already. <laughs> yeah. I just, I can't wait to get
4: emails about how I am sometimes somehow the worst for Jeff's opinion. <laughs> I have
3: had this rant edited out of the podcast at least twice. I want this. I want this rant as an Instagram reel. So And you should tag me in it so people message me and be like, you know, actually, here's why Solo was bad. And I'm going to be like, you're a sad person. Go outside. But here's the deal. I am mired in pop culture. You know, I I have horror movies that are my favorites. I have things I love. This is obviously not just a horror movie, but it is. AVPR is a slasher film. It is is 100% a slasher film in the oeuvre of lowbrow sci-fi. I love that explanation of why you love it because I think I like those elements of the film if it wasn't aliens, if it doesn't have the same franchises that I love attached to it. And I, this is exactly against your rant that you just said.
4: I'll but- counter you because as, as a diehard alien fan, I had a blast today and I still have many critiques, uh, <laughs> but we're going to laugh about it. It's going to be great.
3: <laughs> so here's my question to you, Michael. Honest question. You're a huge fan of the Aliens and Predator franchises, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. How many good movies are there in those franchises?
2: Well, the first two are amazing. Then there's Prey, four, four total. Four
3: total across
4: both franchises. Both franchises, collectively, four good ones.
3: I would say five. <laughs> predator 2, Prey.
4: No, no. Prey and Predator One.
3: Oh come okay. on, Predator R- okay. Well, Paige, two, man. actually, you're wrong. I'm going to send you an email about that. Predator okay. Two. Is actually- yeah, okay,
1: okay, okay. Five, if you count Predator We're back Two. Back on my side,
3: Predator Two <laughs> encapsulates the uh, the lore and the story and the sort of abilities of Predator actually better than Predator One.
4: That is fair. I think Predator One is overall just a
3: better <laughs> movie. Predator One has a cardinal sin of revealing the reveal in the beginning during the credits.
4: Oh yeah Because of the ship Yes By
3: giving the ship In the beginning
4: Just like the thing It yeah. should have
3: been More of a meteor impact Than the ship Yeah uh, in, per- Personally Because they do A spaceship landing And then you get 40 minutes of commando Yes And then Predator happens Which is No silly. notes What you're describing Is why I love that movie <laughs> That's yes. why I love that yeah, movie yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Thank you <laughs> I, I personally I get I get shit for this But Predator 2 I think is a Is a better Predator movie Than Predator 1 In spite of the fact Jeff, that Jeff we're gonna well, get along So just fucking well Just from that sentence Fine. Aliens versus Predator Requiem is my favorite movie. That's fine.
1: (laughs) I
3: can make. I can compromise. I wish you were on the Predator Two episode where I just got like dog piled. <laughs> oh, no, I think I love it's that movie. It's fun the way
2: this movie is. Oh fun. my god, you have a sign. Oh my god. Yes. Okay. Yes. That is amazing. Ain't got time to bleed. Yes.
3: I am not messing around here. This is a personally signed <laughs> Jesse Ventura from the movie Predator. My first experience with Arnold. One of yes. many, of course. <laughs> and I was also in the Running Man. As well as, of course, (laughs) Batman and Rob. Joining
2: us in studio, Governor Jesse Ventura. (laughs) Taxation
3: is theft.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is is
4: his whole thing right now. Uh, But I would say, personally, Alien and Aliens from the Alien ones. Those are the true, both really good ones. Yeah. I'll accept maybe one of the prequels. I know Mikey hates them. I don't hate them as much. I'll give you Predator 2, but I got to go Predator 1. And Prey, I think Prey is one of the best Predator movies ever made.
3: She is serving in that movie, yeah.
4: She's so good in that movie. She's
3: serving Predator in it. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it is great, but like, so you look at it, like, look at all those, and and like, I'm much less harsh about these movies, except all of the all of the prequels are bad. Alien Covenant yes. is is yes. low key offensive to me, as far yes. as, as there there were many many xenomorph running around instead of the the fledgling chestburster. Get, oh,
4: I did hate that. Yeah, that's right. Get the hell
3: out of here. Yeah. Uh no, thank you. I'm not interested. But uh, <laughs> I will actually say that Alien Resurrection, if it wasn't handcuffed by the visual effects of its time,
4: yes. Yes, I agree with you. Because they
3: relied too heavily on CGI where they didn't have good CGI. Alien Resurrection actually, this is, people are really going to hate me for this, Alien Resurrection expands and does its job as a sequel better than any other movie in the franchise as far as expanding upon lore uh, growth after Aliens, of course. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. But Alien Resurrection is a brutally underappreciated film because of how it looks. But like the bounty hunter stuff, the Wayland yutani corporation, because throughout all of these films, Wayland yutani who are like the big corporation
4: a big, bad kind of in a way all it
3: is is it's like every once in a while lance henrickson is like and i also am a person that works for Wayland yutani and then <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. all we get out of him <laughs> and then we actually see the corporation in action and what their plans are what they're doing in in resurrection we see that space isn't just truckers going to different planets and coming back right. to earth but it's actually this larger ecosystem that people are engaging in i actually really enjoy alien resurrection but aliens vs predator is a beautiful, if not muddled, slasher film in the middle of this weird title. Yeah. And I like that. I like that there's nobody precious. I like that... Every kill you're not expecting. Like you're expecting a lot of kills, but the people that die, you're like, oh damn, I did okay. not see this. Like, uh, why? <laughs> yeah. The thing I hated about the movie was that the most vicious villains were the high schoolers. Oh yeah, they they would have killed that kid. Aren't you? Uh, aren't you? You're a counselor, you said, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, With whom do you work? Age-wise, adults mainly. Okay. I do crisis, right. crisis. So we like we put counselors uh, in police cars to like answer mental health calls and help with de-escalation. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I he get, runs get, the
2: crisis response team for Nashville.
3: Okay, um, I, I taught eighth grade for a decade. They're vicious, huh. So it's
2: pretty much the same job is what he Yeah. Said. that movie That movie yeah. nailed
3: it. Like, yeah. like like I didn't like the fact that the most cruel people were the teenage dudes. Oh, cool. Uh, when was the last time you talked to a teenage dude? And I get that they're also like it's a movified version of that. but also the alien and the predator are also in this movie. so like we we can we can accept that somebody can be a magnified asshole, right?
4: I'm oh, one yeah. often. <laughs> I think, I, I, as somebody who is a, a huge alien and a huge predator fan, first of all, I found this film too
2: dark, just in general. It is. Oh. You mean to see? Yes, to see. Or, okay, like yes. tone. You That's want to like, no. oh, it was so. No. <laughs> it was so nihilistic at the end when that raptor dropped that nuke. I called that halfway through the movie. Uh, No, uh,
4: too dark to see. Yeah. And so for the first half of the movie in my notes, I just have stuff like, were they making the aliens from memory? Like, did people not remember what they looked like until I realized that they are going with the, I'll call it the Alien 3 track of xenomorphs take on pieces of whatever they kill if that makes sense so like if they chest burst out of you they become a thing only to reveal that we have like a half predator half alien and i was like that's why i couldn't fucking tell who was where anywhere in this movie and i felt like the predator was just teleporting places and (laughs) i am not a hundred percent sure which one was Predator most of the time?
3: Now there there is history to that because that originally that was a big problem for me mm-hmm. because the Predalian was created to be Toyetic. I, I think yes. that which is weird because it's an R-rated movie, but whatever. That was like a studio call to create that that character. Yeah. And I think Stan Winston was the one that was responsible for that. Stan
4: Winston's okay. responsible for the original queen, yes. Yeah. And so yeah. I
3: think they called him in or his studio. To, to take care of that. Now, as far as the visibility is concerned, I sort of blame Christopher Nolan, um, because this is a post Batman begins, uh. fast cut, quick, Sort of blurry action. Yeah. That's what I disliked. Is the the action scenes? There's too many scenes of just people's faces and like action. I was like, zoom out. I want to yeah. see what's going on. Yeah, because yeah. I think I like what they the set pieces they were setting up. I just didn't get to see them well.
2: Yeah, they just didn't show yeah. you
3: the set pieces. <laughs> this is one of the things that ironically looked better in the theater lighting wise than it does at home. Yeah, um, and you that can makes adjust. Sense. If you adjust your brightness on your TV for that, which
4: I had to, is
3: a real pain in the ass sometimes. But if yeah. you can do that, I think you're you're in a better position, right?
4: Yeah, Evil Dead Rise had the same problem, by the way. My husband went to try and watch it because we saw it in theaters, and then we watched it for you know just an episode, and he literally on our TV could not see it and was like. I adjusted it all the way up and I guess I'm just shit out of
2: luck. I own a very shitty TV and it was fine for me, but I watched it at night with like blackout curtains. I think that was probably
3: it. So one of the uh, points in the aliens versus predator novels uh, and the, and the yacha is that how they pronounce it? The yacha. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. the, the race. So the dreadlock create like tying was a part of the ceremony of becoming sort of like a new blood a hunter. hunter.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: It's like a an unbled hunter, I think is what they would call it right where mm-hmm. you get that that means you pass like school, but then you have to get bled and that's where you would go to Antarctica to hunt. Uh, that was sort of the what they were saying there. Now, the problem with that is that if you have dreadlocks and you have a baby, that baby doesn't have dreadlocks. So when the Predalian comes out with dreadlocks, I'm like, this is infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't inherit a hairstyle. Right. And then somebody told me that they actually retconned the biology of the predators that the tendrils, they're no longer hair. They are like a tendril, which is why they don't have oh. that hair coarseness to like it, it doesn't look yeah. like hair. It looks more like rubber because it's rubber. Yeah, because um, <laughs> it actually is. Yeah. So if they retconned that, I'm not going to complain about it, but it does sort of like like it doesn't like erase the words in this book. Yeah. Um, but it I did get a little bit uh when I first saw it, I was like, that's not that's not true. That's not, look, look in the book, look in the second book when she gets her name, Doug Tootie, it means little knife. Look it up. Uh, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> and, and then you're going from the crack test predator. <laughs> but yeah, so like I was annoyed by that, and that was the thing. I was like, you know, I, I love AVPR, except that stupid pred alien that the dreadlocks. And then somebody recently informed me of the change, and I was like, oh, all right, I like this movie again. (laughs) I I will say
4: that earlier canon is what some people have used to justify the Predator in Prey looking different, along with some of the introduction of differing Predators in that other Predator sequel that I can't remember if it's called Predators or Predator, because Predator sequels are terrible at names.
3: There's Predators, which is part three, and then The Predator.
4: The predator. That's the one yeah. that they
3: tried to make an Avenger.
4: Yes. Yes. They
3: tried to make it like an Avenger. They were like, now you have your Iron Man suit. Shane Black knew that movie was going to be bad. It was
4: bad. Yeah. Uh, so I've heard that. I don't have a problem with a pred alien existing, if that makes sense. I have a problem with the fact that it just makes it very confusing to watch
3: when it's so dark, especially when now, it's like, so yeah. dark.
4: Yeah. When it runs past you, you're like, I don't. Well, I don't know what it was. Here's the
3: thing: if it's about to eat a nursery full of babies, it's oh, not God. a hunter. You know, yeah,
4: I know. But then the hunter proved, at least to the humans, to be just as dangerous. So I'm well, like, it doesn't really matter but if who's you, there. If you
3: look at it, he didn't fuck up any guns. human. It's yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah, they're holding guns. Other than that, it's just a want some candy vibe. Yeah. Okay. Here's my only canon problem. I think I have with the Predator in the movie. I'm shocked you only
2: have one. Let's hear it.
4: I have an alien canon problem, but go ahead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you wait your turn, Sigourney. It seems like he
3: <laughs> goes to Earth to like clean up the mess and cover up this ship crashing or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why would he take the time to skin the deputy in the woods? Hunter at heart. You gotta love what you got. You love what yeah, you like, do, you <laughs> never work a day in your life. You at
2: <laughs> like- some, like- some <laughs> point, your instincts are gonna kick in, Mikey. <laughs>
3: he's melting every other body. He's like, no, 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 they can't know the aliens exist, but I'm gonna skin this one because they'll never figure out it with something something else. Hunter first, baby, Hunter first. Like, <laughs> weird, that bear skinned this dude. Well, I think that's why he died because he's like the bureaucrat of the, uh, yeah. oh, ouchie, Age. Yeah, I, I would like to add though too That it, it is interesting Because this is the first time we've ever seen Aliens or Predator hit society
2: yeah. Well,
3: we've seen Predator hit society In Predator 2, in predator 2 Because yeah. that was Los Angeles But I I will add that in Predator 2 He is Almost entirely camouflaged in oh, society. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this yeah, guy's yeah, yeah. just fucking walking around like a dude <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. mall yeah. with so much blue juice. Yeah, <laughs> the, the dissolving luminol? juice. <laughs> the, the predator <laughs> luminol. I gotta get the fuck out of here, juice. Where he like yeah. pours on somebody's like, all right, we gotta get out of here. That's gonna that's gonna <laughs> stink. Mm-hmm. The fact that they kill a kid and a dog almost immediately in this movie yeah. signed me up yeah. where I'm like, Yeah, you guys aren't fucking around, huh? Like yeah, you guys yeah. really you guys are really going for it. And I yeah. love that. I like that. Because again, and I cannot stress enough, not a real kid, not a real dog.
2: Yeah,
3: of course <laughs> so, Predators, <laughs> you know. not
2: real don't, Yeah. Don't know, Wait, you know. so you're saying this movie wasn't like a doc? This wasn't like a documentary?
3: But people seem to think that if a dog dies in a movie They're like, I'm not going to see that
4: I mean, I understand people not <laughs> wanting to view certain things If personally, it,
3: yeah, it, they don't cowards. like
2: watching it But like <laughs> <laughs> Mikey is loving that Jeff is saying everything <laughs> That he wants to yell into a microphone every week <laughs> Oh my god,
3: the art elicited an emotional response Response from me this is I the did worst it. thing it did its job yeah that's what it did i love that everybody I, I i don't want i don't want art to make me feel it's i'm sorry what is art again what was it oh my god
4: so here's my alien canon problem is okay. that the tiny mouths function like cannons in this movie um so in alien films we have seen tiny mouths You know, fuck people up. What we haven't seen them do is like rock 'em, sock 'em robot into people's skulls. And no, I think they do. I think
3: they do in Aliens. Well, you don't get to see mm, it really, you never see it. In Aliens, they try to do that. They tried and they couldn't. I think people had like holes in their skull in Aliens or something. And and I want to say some of the old movies. I think that's how they eat, right? Well,
2: we don't fully know because we never see it. The big mouth is for chomping. The tiny
3: mouth is for consumption.
2: We don't know. They have never seen it.
3: Yeah, Paige, we do because there's a scene later (laughs) where there's literally an alien eating a corpse and it's going whoosh.
4: Well, yeah, in this movie, that's what I'm saying. This is, like, the first time we've ever seen that. Because, like, in the original Alien, you don't see an alien actually kill pretty much anybody, except for very, very towards the end. But it's almost always the tail. They're almost always being ripped in half or stabbed with the tail. It's usually people being stabbed through the chest. That is almost always. Now, in Alien 3, Alien 3 is pretty famous for having that shot of the tiny mouth really close to her face, but that also, we've never seen it kill anybody that way.
3: That's the only thing, that movie.
4: Oh God, such a terrible movie. Uh, (laughs) In Aliens, in the power lifting suit, it kind of snaps out at her Mm -hmm. but almost more like a biting motion necessarily it's
2: super fast like it just gets close to her face and chomps a little bit right
4: well and in part that's the limitations of what they were able to do at the time but then it almost gets completely abandoned in other later alien films as like a piece of like armor or a weapon for for the alien as you would think of like later like people get burned with acid spit and people often get stabbed with tails or ripped apart Or things like that. That's pretty common. Or they get chest-bursted. Chest-bursting is like the most common. Yeah. This movie, the first time we see the alien's mouth just like smashed through a dude's head. I laughed my ass off and loved it. But I was like, that's the first time I think I've ever seen that because I had never seen this one. It's because the first
3: time it's only been successfully caught on camera. That's very possible. Mm -hmm. The queen tried it in Aliens. She kept trying it and and Ripley's like, not happening with me. She kept
4: trying it, but she's too far away. Yeah. Yeah. This one, it's almost like it doesn't matter.
3: But like, so here's the thing that I really like about this is that there are certain formulas to horror films that we see. Right. The people getting picked off scream does an excellent meta version of it um right in this one every sacred cow that exists in a horror film franchise is obliterated almost immediately yes to let you know they're like oh no we're not doing the thing that you think this is always going to be there's a guy and his kid taken out dog taken out how about the uh the comforting loving husband true blood husband oh yeah checking (laughs) on his daughter's room then that's just like he's like ah it's fine and is immediately just torn apart in front of his daughter darkness falls does that well too because the opening scene the mom gets murdered in front of the son yeah and it was just like something you don't expect in a horror film and i do i do like that when they kind of turn it up yeah the teenage
4: girlfriend gets like bay-bladed to death so good
3: (laughs) I'm not gonna lie that scene when I was watching it even in in the theater but every time I watch it I always go oh shit like I forget that that happens that out of nowhere she just gets like stuck into the wall she's a main character Yeah, and and she she gets just randomly lodged into the wall when a fucking like a beyblade gets thrown
4: like a predator saw blade <laughs> yeah. from a story structure point of view this film can be a little frustrating because it feels like you get it's it almost feels like it is two separate movies for most of the movie and then in act three everything comes together but we've spent so much time kind of code switching back and forth between them Mm -hmm. it's not as cohesive as you would want it to be but we spend so much time on all of this backstory for characters that just like you're like okay so i'm following this oh they're dead i guess that's not a main character
2: who am i following (laughs) i know they kept setting up people so much i was like and killing them (laughs) off i was like is sean bean in this movie like what are we doing (laughs) it's it's like
3: tolstoy yeah yeah
2: Yeah, there's your quote: "Aliens
3: versus Predator Requiem." It's like Tolstoy. (laughs) It's like
4: Tolstoy. (laughs) Like, and at first it annoyed me, but then the the more it happened, and the more I was like, "No, anybody's dead." Then I just I loved it. Every time they killed somebody, I was like perfect we spent 20 minutes with
2: them who cares
3: (laughs) you could say that the alien franchise has always been about capitalism yes and
2: abortion which which is one of the reasons i love it (laughs) yeah Yeah, and
3: and uh well i would say i would say not necessarily abortion but just sexual assault in general. Yes. Bodily autonomy, uh, yeah, I think yeah. is what I would say. Yeah. Uh, sure. Wait, autonomy? Uh, kind yeah, of. As yeah, as in
4: as it's, in uh, the alien is consistently violating the bodily autonomy of its host. Oh
3: uh, yeah. And it and it's it's the, the, the whole franchise is designed to make men feel uncomfortable. I yes. I, I totally understand that. Yeah. This one made me feel uncomfortable because we find out that swallowing doesn't help to not get <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's something very funny about the idea of like viewing these characters and you're getting them built up and then they're taken out of nowhere which is to say obviously that this is because it's an accident of dipshit hunters which shout out to my co-host on tom and jeff watch batman tom ryman did a great video slash article on cracked about how predators are basically dipshit dentists that go out on safari. Yes. Um, those like hunting <laughs> lion killing dudes.
4: Kind of like the go daddy guy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But it, there's something to be said about building up this backstory only to have those characters that you've been been invested in just taken from you immediately. From a narrative standpoint, I understand the frustrations of like my having uh, that's an unsatisfying script. From a reality of what would happen standpoint. Yeah, oh yeah. It's a good reminder that everybody who dies has a backstory. Yeah. And normally in these movies, a bunch of people that die, oh, Frost got killed in Aliens. Well, we didn't really know anything about him. Right. But like, as it goes through and you learn more about these characters and they're taken away from you, I love building them up and then then out of nowhere they're gone and you're like, oh man, I... I guess life is fleeting and and this is all, maybe I'm, I'm giving this a little too much credit. I think you're giving it a lot too
4: much credit, but it did remind me of Planet Terror where something like that happens where the one guy who knows how to fly the helicopter comes around the corner and then his head gets cleaved in half and they're just like, What do we fucking do now?
3: (laughs) Yeah, like, think about the most famous Samuel L. Jackson scene, aside from Ezekiel 2517, is from Deep Blue Sea, a movie Mm -hmm. I saw Mm -hmm. in the theater, I shit you not, like, five or six times. Just because, long story, but... We had a debit card, but debit cards weren't really used. So the credit card machine, you'd swipe it and you'd never get charged. <gasps> so we used to see the movies for free for like two years.
2: Yeah, I had Movie Pass too. I remember that.
3: <laughs> no. Oh, no. No, this one. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I know. I'm a thousand years old.
2: <laughs> I didn't realize this until I... Checked the box office information. I think this might be my favorite Christmas
3: movie. Uh did this yeah, there come was a the Christmas? Alien versus Predator movies came out on Christmas. Yeah, yeah both so, of them. So it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen see one Christmas tree, this film, Todd. And Alien Resurrection as well. The,
2: it's the Christmas gift that the studios gave to us. It came out on December 28th, 2007
3: Yeah. I remember I did also see this in theaters. Yeah. I loved it in theaters from being hundred percent. Like I saw it and I was like, this is what I've been waiting for. Like, this is the kind of stupid because I don't go to a predator. <laughs> or an alien movie To be like Oh can't wait To have my mind Expanded
4: <laughs> I'm not looking For hereditary
2: <laughs> I look for explosions And blood
3: Yeah let's see Some stupid shit This is an A24 movie It's 20th century Fox This is dumb I yeah. want it to be dumb
2: I don't think it would work As an A24 movie Right it, it, it couldn't be that serious
4: Prey is the closest You would get To an A24 Predator Yeah and that one's great Honestly yeah. It's so good
3: Yeah What's your favorite Dumbest thing about this film For me It's the The credits With the Top half of the font being aliens and the bottom half being predator. Okay, first off, that's awesome. I thought it was so dumb and, and I loved it. So my favorite dumb thing about this, I don't know if this is dumb, but like the just the <laughs> randomness of the killing. Yeah. Yeah. That there's no, there's no narrative kills. You're not following one specific person at a time and you know they're gonna die, where it's like, oh, this character went to the garage alone. This is their time to die. (laughs) Here comes Jason. With this one, it's just like, oh, here's all the, oh shit. Okay, yeah, that person's now dead. That person is now dead. I was not expecting that dad to get eaten through a window in front of his child immediately.
4: (laughs) Or, or um, that girl and the chef to just be like obliterated yeah. for no reason.
3: Or Cricket from Always Sunny just being Rickety around cricket. as yes. the pizza manager. Yes. One of the fun things to do in a movie like this is to go on IMDb and look at all the principal actors and see what their top... Movie is mm-hmm,
1: to mm-hmm.
2: see how
3: many of them topped out at Aliens versus Predator <laughs> Requiem as their like number one thing that they were in.
2: Well, I can tell you for rickety Cricket, it's mainly like Mythic Quest, and it's always Sunny in his. It's yeah, sunny. yeah, yeah, But it's funny because like this is around the same time as Sunny, right?
3: This is two thousand seven. This is two thousand
2: seven, yeah, so. so early, early, early Sunny. So he
3: might be a producer in Sunny at this point. I time. think he was just
2: yeah. a writer at this point at at first, yeah. and because I, I think Sunny yeah. started in two thousand six, right? Something like that.
3: Maybe, yeah. Didn't know we were on Always Sunny Virgin.
2: (laughs) I love It's Always Sunny, though, and I love Rickety Cricket. So when I saw him, I was like, what? What is happening?
3: Yeah, no, it's a a weird twist when you know somebody from something big and you're like,
2: how'd they end up in this? (laughs) Yeah,
3: Rickety Cricket (laughs) back
4: there? I think my favorite dumb thing is when the predator punches up through the sewer onto the (laughs) street.
3: Oh, when he does a Shoryuken through there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he pulls that move like three times. Yeah,
4: yeah, and then turns invisible. Loved it.
3: I have a feeling that with the uh, with getting the hell because he was stuck there because he had set up that got that laser trap in there, and he's like, I got to get the hell out of here. Um, and I realized I was like, why did he explode it and then turn on his uh, stealth armor? Or right. And then I thought to myself Oh he'd probably fuck that armor up real fast That that uh, mechanism if he tried Tiger uppercutting his way through mm-hmm. The asphalt And he powered it up right He like exo powered it yeah
4: No I think he just cocked it back like Henry Cavill
2: in Mission Impossible 6 It was just like, <laughs> like <laughs> He cocks his arms like yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah Maybe we should just get into the movie So we can go through it scene by scene
4: Yes so we open on the predator ship uh with alien specimens on
3: board from the aztec temple in the antarctic i did see that movie as well because
4: i have not seen that movie so i I might need you to fill me in yeah when
2: you guys were like this picks up right after the end of the last one i was like
3: what so a quick explanation if you're not familiar with that yeah go for it the dead predator that you see on the on the table yeah that's that's the hero from aliens versus predator okay he was cool but also that movie was terrible (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I believe I believe he was the version of Dashande that they uh, sort of have in there. He's like an elder predator with a cracked tusk. Okay. Um and then they do a very similar thing at the finish of the book as as they do in the movie. That's all that. But yeah, and so they you you see, as Paige said, they have jars of, of face huggers, and that's really just Supplies for them Yeah (laughs) You know that's So they can They can create aliens
2: Because they're creating Like the hardest
3: species To hunt in their minds Right It's like salmon To restock your Your fishing hole Or something like that Yeah
2: like when you have like those salmon tubes that like take salmon from
3: one river to another. I miss the fish tube. Me too. They're always fun videos, man. The fish tube was so hot three years ago. It was. And then COVID happened and we all just forgot about the fish tube. Yeah.
4: forgot about the fish tube. Uh, Todd, you don't know this because you have not seen the later alien prequels yet, but Waylon Utani, the corporation, will kind of try to do this unsuccessfully where they want the alien to be able to breed them as like weapons and so they'll constantly try to bring them back it's a thing that we kind of see in like alien and aliens which we have already watched where that's why they're trying to keep the specimen safe and the crew is expendable um, because they want it to weaponize it and then the end of this movie sets up the idea that the Wayland yutani corporation has known about this creature for a long time and that's part of why
2: so like weyland yutani is like Actual Eric Prince, like t- like in this world, Eric Prince, like the guy who owns
3: Blackwater
2: yeah. and like has the like that private army company.
4: Waylon yutani is more like
3: evil Elon Musk. They're what Amazon well, that's, is. That's gonna Eric be. Prince. Yeah, they're like Amazon yeah. or that. What was the one that did all the tea from Britain? The East India Trading Company. Yeah. Yes, the East India Trading Company.
4: Like the space version. Yeah. All right.
3: Because they're around for like a long time. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. So there's a dead predator. <laughs> editor. A predator. Absolutely, yes. Jeff.
2: You're gonna fit in so great. Like that's shit that we all <laughs> <laughs> like.
4: I'm so excited yeah. to have you on. But there's a loose face hugger, and it attacks the dead predator, and we get a chest burster. It gets up, it attacks the other predator in the ship, and the ship crash lands in the forest.
3: The face hugger that uh, attached itself onto the pr- the dead predator wasn't that actually from the queen that they had in uh, AV? P the first one. Possibly. Like he got ingested with that in the first one and then dies, which is why it's like a two-second difference between when he finally dies. That
4: makes so much more sense. Yeah, yes, Paige hasn't seen you. that movie either. Yeah.
3: So, I haven't okay. seen it
4: either. Yeah. That's good context though. Yeah. You need a live
3: host to gestate, which is why right, they, yeah. they take hostages instead of just kill everybody.
4: Right, right, right. Yeah. That makes much more sense. Thank you. I got you. They crash land uh into the forest. Where a dad and his son are like, um, what's that? That looks like a spaceship. And the dad is like, we should go report this to the sheriff. But literally no sooner have they tried to leave that a face hugger jumps out at them. (laughs) He shoots it. The acid from the face hugger melts his arm in half, which is great. (laughs) Love that. It is great. I, I was like, yes. And immediately like face hugs him the kid is screaming and then as a face hugger jumps towards the kid we cut away and i was like oh shit (laughs) like they're not fucking around (laughs) yeah we cut to a different predator ship who i believe gets some sort of distress signal from the crashing of the first one and then makes its way to earth we cut to the city uh, near where the forest is, one would presume.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's some. It's like Oregon, right? I think it's Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, or it's it's Colorado. Never mind. Midwest, the, or- the Oregon of slightly to the east.
2: The the yes. Oregon of the Midwest, <laughs> Colorado.
3: Yeah, the Oregon of the Rockies, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say,
4: the Oregon of the
2: mountains. Yeah, um, but
4: we cut to the city where uh, Dallas. We will meet Dallas. Gets off a bus uh, where he is met by Eddie, the sheriff of the town, who gives him a ride. Uh, from here, we find out that Dallas is coming back to town uh, to see his brother. He doesn't have a job lined up. He's going to be looking for one. Because. And, yeah. Why doesn't
2: he have a job lined up, Paige? I actually don't know. I must have missed that. He was in jail.
3: Yeah.
4: He's the next call. Uh, well, oh, I assumed. I assumed he was in jail. <laughs> Sorry. I yeah, did not yeah, make yeah. that clear. I was like, well, that's why he's on the bus. That's
3: why he didn't have a job page because he was in prison.
4: Right. He's a convict. They do mention that many times. Yeah. I thought yeah. there was a different reason. Thank goodness. Okay.
3: He got canceled on Twitter. Yeah, that's what it was. You
4: <laughs> never, sometimes people just have to move home because their life sucks. Like, I mean, you never oh, know. God,
3: I've been there, man. <laughs> I feel
4: like it's infinitely more common. Although prison also, Very I mean, common, hey.
2: unfortunately. Yeah. But what is in this country? Because it's private. It's like privatized. Yeah. What is a
3: little brother if not prison?
2: Okay, first off, rude. As a little brother, I was fantastic.
3: I was a little brother for a while. Yes, Jeff. For a while? What did you do to your brother? First off, I'm about seven inches taller than my brother, Ah, uh, okay. even though he's older than me. And then also, uh, I'm now a middle brother because my dad restarted. Nice. I've got two teenage little brothers. uh, Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, I worked very hard to (laughs) cause my dad to need to make new children. (laughs) After he saw what I've become, he's like, I got to make two new ones, man. These ones suck. I need a <laughs> redo on that first batch. These these ones are not great. 100%. I'm stoked for my dad that he has kids he likes.
1: Oh. <laughs> but that's, that's huge. <laughs>
3: because it it's like, look, all right, look behind me. Yeah. Right. You see all this shit. Do you think my dad wanted to watch war of the gargantuans? He should have like, no, of course he didn't want to see that. My dad was like, are you sure you don't want to go hunting and do sports? And okay.
2: It sounds like your dad was a lot like one of my stepdads. Yeah. I said one of my stepdads.
3: Hell yeah. Give it up to Todd's mom for getting it. Yeah. But like, (laughs) I did not want
2: to go fishing or hunting with him and he did not understand me. He was like, okay, whatever. I was like, I'm going to stay with mom and watch sound of music again. Let's go go
3: oh yeah you lost me that time (laughs) i do make this point and i think it's really funny but apparently it's very very sad the only time my father has ever said he was proud of me was after I fought in the golden gloves and lost. Oh, no. I I lost in the golden gloves, but that was the only time when it was like a sports related thing. And it wasn't even a win. Oh, I was like, yeah, man. thanks. As I'm eating a burger, I can't taste because my nose is broken. Been cool. <laughs> yeah. God, this is what did it for you, Jeff. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Hey. Mm, Todd, <laughs> you're the dad I needed.
2: <laughs> that's not the first time I've heard that. As a counselor, I think you're all doing
3: great. You guys are doing great. We're
2: doing great. In his expert opinion,
3: <laughs> I am not doing great. I don't know if you can see <laughs> the amount of toys that I have over there. I feel like the you're killing it, man, because you've got a, a healthy
4: toy budget. It would seem. <laughs> I,
3: I have some of my dorky stuff. All my comic books are to the left, and I also
2: have my thing. My my. Oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah.
3: Who got you that The Thing Kurt Russell doll? Todd does not want women to come to to, the, to my house. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if you know this, Michael, but that this isn't going to stop anyone. No. <laughs> it's not. No, no. Not with his smile. No, that's not the case. I have resting cop face. It's not good. It's not ah. good at all. I can see that, honestly. I can see that. And I'm sorry that that is accurate. I, I live in LA. I know what I look like. We're supposed <laughs> to do that. Uh, I, yeah. I I have resting cop face. Yeah. Uh, yes. And I'm so sorry. Ever, like people, when they meet me for the first time, they're like, you're a huge piece of shit, huh? I'm like, no, but I can see where you got yeah. that. And that's fine.
2: They're just like saying that to you as they're handing you their license and registration. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I have a similar <laughs> problem. So what I do is I always... I'm clean-shaven, and when I wave, I move my hand like th- to side to side very fast, like a child. It seems to like throw people off enough where they're like...
2: They're like, oh, he got out of his house without his helmet. This toddler <laughs> yeah. could get killed by an alien
3: or a predator at any point. <laughs> anytime, so, anytime. We,
2: we probably should get back into the movie. I would yeah.
3: love to be face-hugged because I just need a hug. Oh, God.
4: <laughs> anyway, so Eddie previously was Dallas's friend before he went to prison, yeah. and... Has informed him that maybe his younger brother's not doing so great, uh, but tells him that he'll ask around town to see if there's anybody hiring. We cut to the pizza place and rickety cricket uh, where we will meet Dallas's younger brother, uh, who is a pizza guy and doesn't want to wear the hat, and doesn't want to
2: make a delivery. Because um, nobody wants to work anymore, Paige. That's <laughs> goddamn millennials.
4: <laughs> nobody wants to make dirt money to get treated shitty. Like, yeah. I can't imagine why. It's terrible. A spaceship crashes and everyone calls out of work. <laughs> It's that meme where it's like a hand on a coffin. It's like, how could you do this to us? We're short-handed today. Yeah. It's the best retail <laughs> meme of all time. I
3: would not be able to keep a pizza delivery job for very long. Oh, because you like, eat the pizza? I would be like, I would get. they would be like, all right, you got these nine pizzas to deliver. And I'd look at how much nine pizzas cost. And I'd be like, look, if I just leave work now i'm actually up
4: yeah i've made money on the, like, yeah i actually
3: i'm like this is 130 dollars right here i'm only getting paid 22 dollars to deliver this shit i should just go home with these pizzas yeah that's what i want to do i want to get a job as a pizza delivery guy like have my first day on a night where like there's a <laughs> party happening that i want to go <laughs> to yeah. and then once i get a bunch of them I'm like all right man i'm out and then i just go to the party with all the pizza and I'm the hero of the party and all it took was yeah. one application to Domino's
2: everyone at the party is like I thought he was a cop but he brought us pizza yeah. and we've got these free heat bags now <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The
3: Domino's pizza tracker doesn't work like GPS you it know, doesn't like, yeah. you're right they ain't tracking shit <laughs> they're not gonna find the party you know they,
4: yeah, they don't have like one, a harness that detonates your heart if you don't get back to Domino's <laughs> in time you
3: know who does have a harness that detonates stuff the predator, the predator Yeah. yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, so this pizza guy doesn't want to deliver and we will find out why momentarily meanwhile we cut to the sewer tunnels just outside the city where the deputy is ray who we'll meet later but he's walking through and he is asking an unhoused person to vacate the sewer tunnels because it's not safe for them to be there yeah so as they're investigating he says let me get my dog uh the dog comes in carrying An arm. Not just any arm, the acid arm. Yes,
3: that's Chekhov's arm. Yes.
4: So, meanwhile, we cut to the old-timey truck and Pizza Boy's delivering the pizzas. He watches as a hot girl comes out of the house, checks something in her car, and then goes back in and then goes to deliver them.
3: You weren't being descriptive enough when you were describing just how hot this girl is.
4: I'm a straight (laughs) lady, so it's, you know. That
3: girl needs to leave her hometown. Like, this is the sign. absolutely.
4: She's
2: got a future in front of her, for
3: sure, yeah. She should be an actor in Los Angeles is what she should do. (laughs) That's how pretty she is. It's such a small town that the pizza guy... Is somebody she's gonna be interested in? in About five minutes, she's like, "Oh, I could, I could upgrade to the pizza she guy." She has
4: very few <laughs> choices. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, Was they say at Alaska, you don't break up, you just lose your turn. <laughs> Small town energy, baby. Yeah.
4: Oh man. Anyway, uh, he goes to deliver the pizzas, and she's like, "Hey, come on in." And as he walks in, her boyfriend and his douchebag friends make fun of him for being for like having a job. I guess like, okay, he has money, like make fun of him like dumb yeah as they exchange money for pizza in the kitchen she's like yeah i'm about to fire that guy he sucks like i'm not gonna keep dating him within earshot i would imagine she is saying this they're in the same house barely out of frame
3: that pizza guy is just like can you not say this out loud right now please yeah this guy's gonna beat my ass
4: yeah which is exactly (laughs) what happens because he goes and leaves the house and they like running jump tackle him into his truck, which would hurt so bad.
3: He did instigate a little bit. Yeah, he did. I mean, not to the point where he need to be beat to death, but like he needs to be more situationally aware. Okay, I, ne- I yeah. think we need to remind people that sometimes you need an ass kicking to remind yourself maybe you shouldn't say certain things in certain situations and how to read the room. Yes. I'm from New England, so I'm sorry <laughs> if that seems a little barbaric.
4: I mean, I'm going to say you still shouldn't beat people up, but also reading oh, the room God. is an important skill.
3: <laughs> I was fine with the beat down, but the keys was just too much. It was just too much yeah. over the top. Yeah. You already won the game
4: well and they're teenage boys they're assholes like they're they're, they're terrible the only thing meaner than teenage boys is teenage girls so like what are you gonna do
3: and they're more hair pullers it's not as good on on film oh yeah
4: hair hair pull scratching and and we'll just be passive aggressive and be like oh so you decided to show up today like that kind of verbal attacks um (laughs) Anyway, he throws the keys in the sewer and says, Find them in 30 minutes or less, asshole, which is a great parting shot. Good
3: bit. Yeah. Honestly put him in the WGA and get him on the picket lines. Cause that guy's <laughs> writing good material.
4: Wait, you gotta be careful though. Cause people have been delivering pizza to the picket lines and we don't want to look bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like
3: they're going to nuke the picket line. <laughs>
1: oh no.
2: <laughs> I'm sure there are some Sorry. studios that would love to do that. It's the only way to be
3: sure. Yeah. The, uh, the I think way it's way like the sure? WGA are aliens and clearly the studios are predators. Yeah.
2: Some of them have gone to jail for it, Jeff. Some oh, Not enough. <laughs> but some, oh, that's true. Yeah.
4: Uh, so we cut to Eddie, uh, who has received radio communication from Ray about the arm, Chekhov's arm. And he asks him, Hey, did you find anything around? And he just says, Well, I found this one car parked at the turnout. It's, I forget his name, but his kid buddy. So the father and son, essentially, that we saw get face huggered. Yeah. Uh, and we cut to them in the forest where they both wake up, no longer with face huggers on their face and then immediately both get chest bursted yeah. which I was like man we didn't even need this but they gave it to us so thank you
3: <laughs> so good mm-hmm. seeing a kid take that that chest bursting scene oh, oh. put it in my vein and it,
4: it looks huge <laughs> compared to his <laughs> tiny body too yeah more
3: dead kids in horror movies
4: <laughs> you're gonna love evil dead rise yeah man. listen like, man, <laughs> they kill
3: kids like it's their job in that movie oh, no, it no. Is no wild. I don't want to watch the horror movie I just <laughs> oh you mean just like in general see yeah. for for me, like, I like genre horror more than I like horror horror. Like, mm, I got you. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that would get people really mad at me. I don't think Evil Dead 2 is that good.
2: Oh, you're going you're gonna to break Paige's heart. Evil Dead 2 is one of my
3: favorites. That is all right. But, like, when you look at, like, when I look at the horror movies I like, like, I think the first one what that, that I requested to do, and Paige's like, yeah, we did that a while ago, was Demon Knight. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah I love, I love Demon Knight, which, though. Which is my favorite horror film because it's not fully a horror film it's like this weird perfect movie it's so it's
2: very comic booky yeah
3: yeah i mean tales from the crypt right yeah
2: yeah when that sponge comes out of billy zane's mouth i was like I'm in love with
3: this movie. Billy Zane in Demon Knight is in my opinion the best uh horror monster. Like He's I, so I
4: fun. that yeah. like
3: it's delivered so well. It's not just a giant mute hacking people up yes. or like yep. a, like a, yes. like a sex predator with a knife glove being like check out my puns. <laughs> it's like a fucking charming, sexy demon that oozes his way into getting shit done. Man. So good. Yeah. Literally, when I would boot up my computer back in the day, it was, come on on, everybody. It's time to play. <laughs> like, that was the sound <laughs> that my computer used to play.
4: Anyway, back to this movie. So we cut from the chestburster children to a mom coming home from the armed services uh, to meet her her true-blood husband and their child. And she gives her night vision goggles because she brought them back from war.
3: Yeah, which is, I think, illegal. I think so,
4: yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we cut to Pizza Guy, who is climbing into what seems to be a really dismal apartment through the window because his name is Keys. And Dallas's brother is waiting. And he's like, what happened? And he's like, I got jumped by these assholes and my keys are in the sewer. And he's like all right, give me the bat. Like, we're we're going to go get your keys. We're going to figure this out or whatever.
3: It's a very violence isn't the answer scenario.
4: Yeah. You don't want
3: to end up in jail like me.
4: Right. But it is going to help us beat the aliens. So, like, you know, <laughs> we cut back down into the sewer where the uh, unhoused man that we saw before is now face down because he got face-huggered. And he is found, discovered by what I would assume is his lady friend. And... She's like, oh no, what's wrong? And then burster. she is also immediately toast. They are just de- <laughs> insta-dead, yes. Good stuff right there. We get our first shot of the full-size xenomorph in this movie that for some reason seems to have dinosaur feet, which was a little weird. But I think part of that is because it's the predalien. So this is kind of it get predator feet.
2: Yeah, it's like a hybrid guy. It's a
4: hybrid
3: animal, yeah. Yeah, like a mule. Yeah, it's like a liger. A liger. There's got to be genetic diversity in the alien species, right? Like, besides... Depending on which track you take through the... Yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk the... T- we can talk the Kenner track if you want. If you really want to talk Kenner and then uh, later NECA. That yeah. uh, when they made the toy line that was based off of the canceled cartoon, mm-hmm. which is insane, but the 80s and 90s were wild.
4: Crazy that there was one, but it's the 80s cocaine.
3: We had a RoboCop cartoon. It's We had Rambo cartoons. It's fine. But with Kenner, they, their first line, there were three um, animal based aliens, two that made sense and one makes no sense at all. But one was the gorilla alien. And that was the one you'd squeeze its head and it would spit. Um, the bull alien, you get it. I had that one. Um, yeah, it was great. Uh, they re they repurposed it um, as the rhino alien later. But there was also um the scorpion alien, which exploded. um but also, you can get in a face hugger on a scorpion. I don't know how big you think scorpions are.
4: Yeah. Well, and, and I thought it was interesting that, like, in this one, when the predator gets the warning that the other ship has crashed, we get, like, a scorpion tail TV screen to tell him about it. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of fun. I was like, weird. All right.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's the Ozymandias of, uh, of them. He's watching all of the TVs so he yeah. can see what's happening.
4: <laughs> Look upon my works and tremble. So <laughs> we cut to the predator who is crash landing again onto Earth and basically stands up in the little local lake all electricityed out and then decloaks and it becomes like CSI predator forensics (laughs) because he basically is investigating the dead bodies. He's covering them in the blacklight stuff, which I think is what he's using to just like quickly decomp them. So he can either have their skulls because we know how predators love to collect skulls or just destroy evidence. He's
3: destroying evidence. Yeah. That's like, it's, it's what they're doing is their whole thing is destroying evidence because I guess they have some weird twisted version of a prime directive our intergalactic treaty of banning biological weaponry.
4: I don't. I think it's even simpler than that. I think it's like the national parks where you just leave it nicer
2: than you found yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They're Boy Scouts, essentially. Yeah. a little neckerchief
3: yeah. chief on, yeah. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm,
3: he's mm-hmm, a wee-blow, mm-hmm. oh, guys. Oh, he's like, this is going to ruin Earth. Ugh.
4: <laughs> oh, no. But he does also... It seems like he sets a detonator on the previous crash and kind of jumps away. He's hiding. He's trying to destroy any evidence that they were there, right? Yeah. We cut to Army Lady's house where the little girl has night vision goggles and her dad puts her to bed because she doesn't want her mom to read to her because it's very much this it's it's setting up this idea of like she's not used to you being home, whatever that it's immediately going to throw away because it's immediately going to kill him two scenes from now. Yeah. This is so funny. Is It's very funny that they spent so much time on it. Yes. But like I can't imagine the people reading the script in development and being like, what? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why did we do this? Anyway... So we cut from there to them trying to find the keys in the sewer. And I immediately, because of the amount of rats, it made me want to watch Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade.
3: That's fair. Right.
4: But they find the keys. But as they're looking for them, they hear things kind of just off into the darkness. And as they shine their light on it, they're seeing parts of the aliens, not the whole thing. They don't fully know what's going on. And they do make it out of the sewer alive.
3: Which is a nice twist.
4: It is a nice twist, yeah. But they are like something's down here, and at one point he's like poking around in the in the sewer water, and it looks like he's got a whole thing of skin.
3: Yeah, he finds like a mul- it's the molted, like um, the
4: molting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I think what's very important to remember is that by killing off. The guy and his kid right away And making it so gruesome They're setting up the fact that Anytime you see a person There's like a really good chance They're gonna die
1: Yeah
2: No
3: matter how invested you are In their story
2: This movie does sort of seriously Make it feel like everyone is at risk Whereas like a lot of films You're like okay This is our main four characters They're gonna survive Or maybe one will die Saving the other ones But like in this movie Everyone's Sean Bean And I love that There's a
3: reality to it It's Psycho You know like Psycho did it and, And it was like like one of those things where it's like it got you invested in this character and then it offs her within the first third yeah um, and then it creates this new thing like the idea that like you watch an aliens movie or something like that with sigourney weaver's in it you're like well you sigourney weaver's gonna be fine it's sigourney weaver because she's awesome yeah yeah and yet like with this like maybe you have a couple of principal actors that you see and you're like they're fine and the next thing you know they are sawed in half against a wall and you're like what okay <laughs>
4: Yeah, the, the very pretty girl that gets no blood on her until that scene and then is just like immediately against that wall. Anyway, we cut to the search party looking for that hunter and his son. And, of course, the predator is also in the woods. They decide that they're going to call the search off at around 2 a.m., uh, sending the mother, wife and mother, home. But we cut back into the woods where Predator is trying to CSI Predator cover its tracks and... And who should come upon him but Ray, the deputy? And his radio goes off. The predator sees him, cloaks, and then just immediately just slices through his chest with those blades. Just done.
3: Yeah, that one's for him. Yeah, he's like time for a li- <laughs> time for a little me time right now. I'm gonna- <laughs> yeah,
4: little business, little pleasure. This one's the pleasure because we cut to the next morning, where Eddie, the cop, shows up to the diner. And they talk to the waitress, which we will find out is Ray's wife, Carrie. And they find out that Ray never came home. And they're like, well, he's probably just still out there looking or whatever. Don't worry about it. We cut to Eddie immediately going out to look for Ray because he's like, yeah, something's very worrisome about this. He finds his body hung in the tree, skinned alive, Predator One style.
3: Classic Ray.
4: (laughs) Classic Ray, classic Predator. And they... Bring the body down. I do like that as they're zipping it up into the body bag, that body bag is just covered in blood. Because, like, if you ever tried to handle somebody with no skin... As we saw in Hellraiser 2 earlier this like last month.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Blood everywhere. You guys hellbounding over there? We hellbounded, man. Oh, it was oh, great. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I imagine if you were trying to pick up a body with no skin, you'd just be like, oh, he's all slippery. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, you have to do that, right? Get it like a shovel.
2: Yeah. Uh, and so it's just
4: blood everywhere. And they go to they <laughs> go to the medical medical examiner who's just like yeah, a human being doing this would take forever. Like I don't you're oh, you're in over your head. What are we doing here?
3: The Emmy has this great, he's a dude that has like one scene. He looks like this weird like dollar store Brian Cox kind of yes. energy that he brings to it. <laughs> yes. And his the big thing that he brings to this is is what the fuck happened here? Like that's yeah. the whole thing. It's to be like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's like, this is fucked up. And, and, like, that's really funny to me that, like, the that when they get the medical examiner and there's, like, you know, you usually see they have some sort of professionalism in there and they're very, like, <laughs> you know, they're very linda fiorentino and in men in black are very like oh this is what happened and meanwhile this guy is like i don't fucking know what's (laughs) happening here (laughs) what is this what did you bring me
4: yeah Yeah. i
3: will say there's an alarming number of people in this movie who see an alien and don't immediately just sprint away like i (laughs) like there's just like like, what is they sort of like lean in i'm gonna tell you right now if i ever run into an animal quote unquote that is as big as that ever in the world. I'm running away. Weird <laughs> yeah. form of megafauna. It's like you're looking at a dude in a suit because it's a dude in a suit, I guess. Yeah. But I would, if I saw it, I'd be like, Oh, like it would take a minute. Cause like, you're not expecting to see a bear, you know, like you're not, and you know what a bear looks like, you know what a bear looks like. But if you saw a bear, like in the middle of Cincinnati, you'd be like, is yeah, is that like a bear suit. Or is... Oh, that's a real bear. But a xenomorph, if you're being introduced to like a shiny seven foot bug. Yeah. Then you're going to take a minute to be like, what am I processing right here? Well, it doesn't look like a friendly bug.
2: (laughs) It doesn't look friendly. No. I run away from roaches and they're not seven feet tall. So (laughs) I would run. I
3: don't look friendly. So like, I get it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, we cut to pizza guy showing up uh, to school where he is confronted by Uh, I want to call her pizza girl. I know she has a name, but I don't care. She's going to die. So she's like, hey, I know you like me, so let's go swimming later. And he's like, okay, all right. See you at 10 back at school. There's no way that this is going to go wrong. In every movie, anytime anyone goes to swim at school after hours, something goes wrong. Did we
2: learn nothing from Jessica's body?
4: I've seen Cocoon.
3: (laughs) It follows. Anything for boobs. Are you afraid of the dark?
2: Yes. (laughs) I would like to just uh, second to what Mikey just said. Anything for yeah.
3: boobs. Yeah. The last thing I expected was seven guys to run in and try to drown me while this was happening. <laughs> see, that's how AVPR keeps you on your toes. Yeah. You're thinking yeah. you're going to see a boob and the next thing you know, you see the exact same fight as before, but instead of on the street, it's in the, it's in the pool. I did want him to be like, it's 1030, when she's like, are you looking at the clock? <laughs> He's like, well, I got a peripheral yeah, yeah. here. Yeah. Like, I get, like, I can see where the things are, but no, I'm mostly staring at you.
4: Mostly just super into time. Yeah. So we cut to Predator in the sewer, tracking the alien blood, and the aliens are kind of following or at least creeping around him as he goes through the sewer because there's multiples of them.
3: They're building a nest.
1: Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: So like that's a xenomorph thing. When they settle, they they create a nest. And and so they're doing that where in the sewer where they've established because it, it fits their MO. This might be a really great way to start aliens versus predator in Aliens versus Predator Requiem. This fight scene the yeah. one in the sewer? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, because it is
4: pretty dope.
3: He sets that grid net.
4: Yeah. That mm-hmm. like
3: where he's like, all right, well, they're at least contained in here. So even if they get me, they ain't getting the hell out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and which was awesome. Man, they just really nailed it. Yeah. That see- that scene's really good.
4: My second favorite bat shit insanity thing that happens in this movie happens in this scene where the Predator just chokes an alien, like hand-to-hand combat, which no one's ever tried with an alien. Like, everyone just shoots and runs. Like, that's how aliens
2: kind of work.
3: Yeah. There's real fuck you energy coming off of the Predator. Yeah. Here. yeah. <laughs> like, he doesn't respect these aliens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck did you just say tell me that with your tiny mouth tell me that with your, <laughs> tiny, <laughs> mouth. With your tiny mouth as he's choking it yeah yeah he then chokes the little mouth
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's got one on the, the big neck and one of it small neck hell yeah at the end of the
4: movie when he ripped out the tiny oh. mouth i oh. cheered oh. i was like
1: yeah it was a good we've
3: been I we've been waiting up. for that since 1979 <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah he's
4: like it's literally because it's two guys in suits it's it's almost like two guys fighting but it's alien and predator yeah, and yeah. it is hilarious but also pretty fun and badass cuz he's yeah. got the nets and stuff so like He's blowing aliens heads off left and right.
3: Something that they really did well in this, by the way, is they restructured how the Predator was built to make him look less bodybuilder and more athlete. Yeah. Which I thought was a smarter because like it used to be they were very muscle bound. Yeah. Um, and, and this one, they really kind of leaned him out a little bit more to what the reality of that would be. And I liked that a lot.
4: Well, that's the one in. In prey is pretty lean as well, and and I thought that was kind of cool too. The
3: one in the Predator is ten feet tall because that movie's a train wreck. That's right, yeah, Uh, yeah, that's one.
4: I was like, I was like, what was the really bad one that had the huge guy?
3: That's the Predator bouncer. Oh, my God, I hate that one.
4: Can't wait till we get to that one. It's so bad. But yeah, that sewer
3: <laughs> scene. Oh, so good. Just, yeah. like When he throws like the corpse through the grid and it just yeah. like slices yeah. it into chunks.
4: But this is where the darkness really got to me because I wanted to see more of it. Because what I was sure. seeing was so great that I was like, ah, oh, brighten it just a half of... Anyway, but... The aliens climb out of the sewer. And so Predator kind of cocks back and punches his way out of the sewer and then cloaks uh on the street
3: yeah because he sends him through a wall yeah he gets like basically a small hole that they can fit out of gets through but he's like right uh i can't i'm not a bug yeah i can't get through this thing my skeletons around meat uh (laughs) so yeah he does he does a shoryuken out of there yeah
4: and and pops up next to a papa john's oh yeah and i don't think it's product placement i just think it happened to be there because it's kind of blurry which
3: not the pizza place the kid works at
4: I know. By the way. (laughs) That is so wild, though, that they have two (laughs) different. Yeah. Oh, my
3: God. I did not even realize that until just now.
4: He's at Pizza One because I double checked and I was like, Papa John.
3: (laughs) Which That seems like a form of product placement. You might be like, can you guys pull it out of there for a second? Yeah. yeah, I also don't want (laughs) to sound like a dick, but this is a very large sewer for a small town. Yeah. I mean, any any sewer has to have. That, that's like, true like, you have to like, have
4: access tunnels right
3: unless everybody has septic which would be the reality to it more than that's why i got a septic tank so that creatures can't kill me oh look at Ooh, mr septic look tank at over you. here <laughs> i don't have one I, i'm on the city services
2: yeah <laughs> i don't yeah. know enough about where my shit goes to know
3: like i have yeah. no idea everything's a septic tank if you store shit in it <laughs> your body is a septic tank my John Mayer song, baby.
4: <laughs> i do store shit there anyway We cut to the diner where Carrie, the waitress, is closing up for the night, talking to the cook. And he's like, hey, uh, if you want to stay with my wife and I, I know that, you know, you're worried about your husband. And she's like, don't worry, Kathy. Or no, I think Kathy's his wife. Somebody else is going to pick her up. And we will find out that it's the mother of the kid and the hunter that got uh, killed. So, like. They're gonna stay together because their people are out in the woods. But literally before that can happen, like she walks out to turn the lights off. The cook is instantly murdered, just like insta-dead. She walks in to check it out and she gets a couple seconds up against those cabinets, kind of Jurassic Park style, and then she is instant-dead Immediately as well. Yeah.
3: So good. Like, that's extremely my shit right there. <laughs> that they're like setting this up, like, you're nervous, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, we'll take care of it. And then bam, dead. Oh, dead. so good.
4: This is the one that made me realize, like, oh, that's what this movie's gonna be for the rest of the movie. Because at first I was like, why did we even go to this diner?
3: <laughs> like... It's like cats, but when they introduce themselves, they die immediately. <laughs>
4: yes. Oh, I would love that. And I, ironically, I think it's a huge trash pile of a movie. I think the cats movie is so funny. Oh, but that's the only way it would be better.
2: Like it'd be so good. Mr. Mistopheles just like walk through everyone's song and kill them at the end? Yeah. Yeah. Never.
3: No, if a predator did
2: it. Honestly, that would be way better.
3: Yeah, best movie to inject a xenomorph into. Go. So oh
4: god. Okay,
2: okay. Cats would be a great one. Gremlins. Master and Commander. It's
3: real hat on a hat. Master
4: and Commander.
3: (laughs) It's a gremlins and also an alien.
2: (laughs) Gremlins versus aliens. That's the versus movie that I want. (laughs) That's the one we deserve, Mikey. Controversial pick, but hear
4: me out. Breakfast
3: club. Uh kids Holy start out in detention.
4: Xenomorph yes. ends up there. They have to survive the night. Mm-hmm. Cool.
3: The correct answer is sense and sensibility. But oh cool.
4: fuck. Damn Love it. it.
3: Any Victorian. Or, or like uh like a tale of two cities. Tale of two cities would be awesome. Give me give me something Victorian. And then you add an alien in it. Like, that's the kind of shit I'm talking <laughs> about.
4: Jane Austen, but he just eats Mr. Darcy.
3: Yeah, like, yeah. absolute Or Little Women. Little Women, little women and women. One Big Alien. Yeah. What about Anna Karenina <laughs> that's
2: also got that Tolstoy vibe, like...
3: Anna Karenina <laughs> really I want an Anna more. <laughs> Throw that in front of a train. It pretty much makes every movie better. Yeah. Look who's talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can hear the babies, like, talking before it gets face-hugged. Ooh, I got a good idea. Alien. Get a second one in there. Really see what happens. Ooh. <laughs> see what happens. Not so much on that high horse now, Sigourney, are you? <laughs> I want to see Star Trek with it, just to see how they would handle, like, an aggressive, like, an actually oh, they aggressive they because
4: they would try to prime direct it, and they- They would just get their shit rocked.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Star Trek, they're like, no, we're not going to play that. We're not going down there send David down there for eight seconds pull him back and see what he comes back as he's all shredded
4: they've killed like 14 red shirts so like we can't yeah. afford to send anymore
3: yeah send down Rodriguez see what he's got going <laughs> on
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> whatever red Star Trek shit they used to do back then yeah, yeah. Rodriguez that's funny thank you oh I
4: was gonna say Halloween where it's Michael Myers versus his that would be over so quickly
3: Jason X would work better
4: oh yeah you're right Jason X would work better and then we get a frozen was an alien that we like shatter the head.
3: Put anything in Jason X and I'm yeah, happy. Jason yeah, Jason X is the pinnacle of cinema. I saw that in college for a dollar, and I was like, "This is exactly how much I was willing to spend on this." <laughs> 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 Worth all one hundred of my pennies. Yes. Yeah. When he beats that woman to death against the tree in the sleeping bag, or he yes! tries, to, or he tries to beat a tree to death with a woman in a sleeping bag, depending mm-hmm. on how you want to view that.
2: He's just trying to prove that anything can be an axe if you swing hard enough.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about, I forgot we were reviewing a movie Yeah yeah we probably should get back into this you know, you know it's like you know what everyone we're gonna riff Go to the Wikipedia read the plot Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've yeah.
4: seen it it's fine uh, We cut to The family's house with the mom That's just come home from the army and it seems like There's something crawling under the little girl's covers But it's just her hand she picks up the night Vision goggles she sees his endomorph outside she screams her parents Come in and her dad's like no there's Nothing outside and then immediately Just <laughs> Gets got.
3: There's no such thing as monsters. <laughs> just the family dynamic is just done. Dead.
2: And she's watching it all happen.
3: Yes. The xenomorph just sped things up. That that family wasn't staying together.
2: It did seem that way, honestly. He was gonna go get cigarettes any moment. You know what I'm saying? Like
3: <laughs> what a sexy family they were, though, huh? Like the husband <laughs> yeah, and wife they were there. Good
2: Hot shapeshifter dad. Yeah. yeah.
3: This is wolf ass. Hanging yeah, out. <laughs> he was usually a
4: dog, not a wolf. Which I was like, you could be a wolf, man. Like anytime you wanted. To. Anyway.
3: You know, I, one of my friends is in that show, and yeah. I had never watched it, and I finally watched it, and I was like, you are so punchable in that show. And he's like, Wait, yeah, I know. Who
4: was your friend on it?
3: Uh, Michael McMillan. He's the the preacher, like the young preacher.
4: Oh. Oh my god, he's so good in that show, though. He's the best. And he's
3: and he's like, I think I got the job because of how punchable my face
4: is. Steve Newland, <laughs> incredibly punchable face. Yes. He's, yeah, he's
3: great. <laughs> he's a super nerd, and he he does a podcast about uh, cryptozoology.
4: <gasps> oh no shit! Oh my god, I have so many thoughts.
3: Yeah, but Bigfoot Collectors Club. It's a great. It's a great podcast. If you guys are, if you like this stuff, you'd like that one. Oh, definitely. Why am I promoting other people's podcasts on here? <laughs> I do five you know I know. podcasts and I'm like, you guys should check out this other person's podcast.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so w- we cut to a completely different, we will find out it's a power plant. Although in my notes, I was like, is this an oil refinery? No power plant where we just get independent of any of our human characters in the story. Just another fight scene between predator and aliens. That is
3: awesome. Yeah.
4: Like that's yes. it
3: in a scaffolding. It's very yeah. Terminator two, but if it wasn't good, And that makes it good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's exactly that. Uh,
4: But this is also the first time in this movie, and for me, the first time ever, that we saw an alien just punch their tiny mouth through a guy's head, through a guy's hard hard hat. hat. So good. (laughs) So good.
3: That's how you know it's real hard, you know? Like, they can punch through a hard hat. But it's like, think about, like, John Carter rules, you know? Like, you don't know how strong something's going to be on Earth's gravity versus somewhere else. That's true.
4: Damn. That is true. I I accept that explanation for that, honestly.
3: Yeah, like you know, you look at like not that it was a good movie, but John Carter of Mars. The whole point is that he's used to Earth's gravity, so when he goes to Mars, he's he can jump. Yeah. So dominant, yeah.
2: yeah. I'm gonna say this about that movie. I loved it because it's bonkers. It is like Jupiter Ascending, bonkers, and I love both of yeah. those movies. The books are
3: much better because they're like old, old fiction but they're good yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's the, is that burroughs yeah yeah don't expect good expect ideas from him not well-crafted stories he's <laughs> yeah. the stan lee of of pulp novels every book know? sequel he's like there was another continent on mars you did not ever hear about he's going to that one now i'm like oh okay i guess we're in another one of these let's go well, it's like conan doyle when he kept trying to kill sherlock and everyone would get mad and he's like fucking all right fine he's he didn't still, die still when he fell
2: off the balcony i guess or whatever yeah, yeah.
3: All right, give me my money, you Victorian pigs, or whatever he was saying at the (laughs) time. So, this is Mikey from Horror Virgin. I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today.
2: (laughs) Can you show us what you practiced?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Explore more stories like Shayna's at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. We cut
4: back to the school where Ricky is his name, pizza guy. Ricky and Hot Girl are going to go swimming. And literally, they go inside. We get a slow body shot of her in a bra panties. And then no sooner has that happened that... Her boyfriend and his two friends show up because honestly, I think she was setting him up.
3: It seems like they were doing a pig party, right?
4: Right. Because like, how would they have even known that they were going to be there? He said he saw her car. Yeah. Okay. But like, why was he even driving?
1: Yeah. Because
3: he's stalking her. She just broke up with him. That's true. Haven't you ever broken up with somebody? It's called some delicate stalking.
1: (laughs) Now it's done
3: over Facebook. But this was 2007. You had to really get in your car. We call it Closure on my end of the, the business, you know? You're in Tennessee, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's closure for them. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so they tackle him into the pool.
3: Here's the thing. Paige, yes. you don't even need to describe this. Yeah. Everybody listening, when you're going to say it, everyone's going to be like, yep, yeah. that's probably There's what happened. alien
4: in the pool. There you yeah, go. Yeah, of course. They yep. get into a
3: fight, alien in the pool. They try to escape. Someone dies. Yep. Hell yeah. They, <laughs> they played a very intense game of sharks and minnows. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> Marco. <laughs> But it's just the alien (laughs) scream. They use the same alien scream sound effect for every alien death in this movie. You hear it like 15 plus times.
3: Anytime they they take... Pain, they do that. Yeah, I I also like when guys very racist to say that all aliens sound the same, (laughs) all xenomorphs sound the same. Okay, (laughs) and it's
4: it's the sound effect from aliens, it's that same squeal from that initial volley ambush in aliens.
3: But I love the way they shift us to the predators' scenes by doing the. Yeah, like they do that. Um, the the, the clicking the sound that they do, like, yeah, the yeah. um, the 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 infrared vision that he pulls up. Like they do that, yeah. and I think that's. Some people found it really annoying, but I think it's like a really good way to establish that you're shifting POV because there's so much going on. Mm -hmm. This is an MTV movie, basically. So, you know, it's (laughs) very frenetic.
4: That did help me understand who was where, especially in the dark. Um, So I didn't mind it that much, but it did. It cuts back and forth to so many different things that it can be confusing, but they lose one of the teenagers in the pool uh, to uh, an alien. Meanwhile, Predator be predating and he (laughs) knocks out all the power trying to kill one of the other aliens because he like shoots it and throws it through like part of the power grid, which then causes an explosion. Yeah, through a transformer and the whole town goes out. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the school, the kids are running. They run through a like a supply room, find a window and they're climbing out and the alien gets another one of the teens. So now we're back. We're down to like him and the hot girl and her ex is the only people left from the school, and they go running.
3: Who among us hasn't been in this triangle before?
4: Right? (laughs) I consider
2: this type of thing a date before yeah, so like in
3: high school yeah bachelor number one how are you gonna help me escape from this alien attack a space bug is tearing your friends apart what do you do
4: <laughs> well I'd start out with some nice wine and a little picnic and then we'd pick it all up and run for our lives
3: I really feel like we'd want to hightail it up to wine country <laughs> where we can hide out in a nice romantic bunker <sighs> And sample some of the finest local cheeses and honeys And then eventually try to repopulate the earth With our spawn I don't need any local honeys Because I have you
4: (laughs) Okay, xenomorph in 27 dresses I like
3: it I was going to say meet Joe Black (laughs) Or a very uncomfortable uh, version of Knocked Up (laughs) (laughs) Just Catherine Heigl And like a very Jewish xenomorph Being like, I don't care (laughs) I didn't ask for this. I have an extra mouth. (laughs) It's just just hitting, doing bong hits with the tiny mouth. Uh. My dad is alien Egon. That's crazy.
4: (laughs) 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 Anyway, so at this point, after Sam Trammell has been eaten uh, and his little girl and mother are on the run because she's like an army lady. So she's like, go, go, go run. Like, we're going to survive. They're out onto the street. We cut back to the school where one of the xenomorphs seems to be, and it actually might be a predator, but this is one of those things where it's dark and you can't fully tell. Somebody is dragging one of the teens through the school. We cut to what looks like the tiny mouth to eat. So this might be the predalien.
3: I think it's the predalien.
4: Yeah. But as it's eating that corpse, it gets speared by the predator. And then the Predator pours the luminol on it to try and hide its tracks.
3: Yeah, it's pretty rad. <laughs>
4: yeah. Mm-hmm. And then dumps it in the pool to try and like hide the, pool, the dead body in the pool.
3: Oh, then it melts the whole pool. Yeah. yeah. Think about that next time you're eating. Predator could be right behind you about to stab you through the brainstem yeah. out of the mouth. Yeah. Would yep. you rather be killed by a predator or an alien? Predator. Predator.
2: I don't want anything growing inside me and then popping out of my chest. I want them just yeah. to kill me immediately. I I'm, mean, well, the predator sometimes skins you alive. Yeah, you
3: know what that's better than? Having an <laughs> alien baby explode out of my heart. Yeah.
2: And also, you're yeah. probably going to be dead by the time they're skinning you alive.
3: So, <laughs> Did yeah. you
2: hear that sentence, though? <laughs> you're probably going to be dead by the time they're skinning you alive. <laughs> that sentence just came out of my mouth. Uh-huh. I am what's known colloquially as a stupid. Hey,
4: that's all right. You remember how
2: I felt about autobiographies <laughs> on that one episode? <laughs> <laughs> that's still my favorite page moment ever. Oh. Where she was like, this autobiography is like way too much about that guy. I thought it was a joke.
3: <laughs> oh, did you learn what words mean on the, on the show? Page? <laughs> yeah.
4: No, I, I knew it was just one of those things where... I think what I meant to say is that this person seems to have a very high opinion of themselves yes, yeah. and, and it comes through in the, Yeah,
3: they wrote a book about themselves.
4: was I,
3: I got to tell you, if I hated myself, I wasn't going to be like, man, I fucking suck. I better write a book about myself for everyone to read.
2: <laughs> As a cautionary tale. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, no, it was, it
4: was Kate Hodder's book about being Jason. So
2: like, oh, and it yeah. was like way too much about when he was Jason. Yeah, it was, it was all about him.
3: It must be a lot of chat chapters about him being like and then I was a pretty big dude
2: (laughs) (laughs) pretty
4: much uh, I think it's more just that like he loved being Jason and thought he did the best and was Jason longer than pretty much anybody else and so it's it's been like a focal point of his life basically and yeah yeah
3: yeah, obviously it's gonna be on his tombstone (laughs) yeah (laughs) when you see these articles that you're like oh former Thor actor from Incredible Hulk willing to reprise M role in MCU oh, yeah. and it's like, yeah, he probably needs more money. Yeah, yeah I get it. I also yeah. would like to make a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I, yeah, like every time people are like, and th- he really wanted that job, and they and then lost it. It's like, yeah, obviously I would want that job. <laughs> like I'm willing to <laughs> reprise literally any role any in the role. MCU. <laughs> yeah. I will sell out for anything. <laughs> yes.
4: Anyway, they have kind of tracked the predator to the school. The kids run into the cops and are like, "Shit went down at the school." They go back. They see the blood everywhere. Uh, They literally are going to call it in because somebody's got to know about it. But first, they have to get the hell out of there because all the power is out and there's definitely aliens around. So they get back on the road where they run into Carrie, who went to go pick up her friend who was very dead in the little kitchen of the diner. Yeah. So as they're all kind of speeding out of town, they realize they're not going to make it out of town anytime soon. So this is where they go to the... Hunting, sporting, whatever store. But Okay,
3: I have a question about this, because when I was
2: watching,
4: what is stopping them from leaving town? A traffic backup, which made me think, so I had a theory that this movie probably started as a zombie script, and then they control-F'd Alien and Predator into it. Because, like, all of the set pieces for this movie are very zombie outbreak, or the crazies, where it's like everyone's trying to get out of the town, the power's out, people are getting got left and right, And the alien and predator part kind of exists on its own and doesn't touch a lot of the characters until now when they start killing people. But if you just took alien and predators out of it and inserted zombies, the same movie happens pretty much.
3: Yeah, which makes the laser nets in the sewer weird.
4: Yeah, a little bit. (laughs)
3: That they had those, that they had the wherewithal to put those up.
4: Because that's what I mean, where it's like that's taking place in the sewer None of our humans are really there. It,
3: it, it exists almost completely Ooh. independent of Zombie it. Zombie predator, ready for it? Ooh. Stalking dead. Thank Ooh. you. Give me $3,000 for that joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: but they do say one of the funniest lines in this movie, which is just, people are dying. We need guns. <laughs> and I was like... Never has a more American thing been said.
3: Yeah. Oh, I mean, I know guns aren't great for many situations, but I bet if an alien invasion came in, yeah, I'm I'm not going to be mad about a gun. I'd reach for one for sure. Yeah. And I would kill myself. I would be like, we need guns real quick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah.
3: I'm not dealing with that shit. I'd, I'd see a predator and I'd be like, no, because everyone's going to think I have to go after him and I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. everybody looks to the big guy I'm like I don't want to be the big guy in the beginning of the movie that's like no. I'm pretty sure I, I don't want to get dwarfed.
2: I'm not making my dad
3: proud today just <laughs> wave like this wave like a toddler <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hey, it helps I'm Mr. Predator. I'll be like, want some candy? And then he'll be like, ah, I remember you from the from the other one.
4: Yeah. Uh. Now, this is where we find out that the National Guard's on its way. Yeah. So they get to the sporting goods store. They're, you know, gearing up. We find out that the people that worked in the store were still there, that they had like hold up in the store.
3: High as shit.
4: But they kind of just like sequester themselves in this store for a little bit. While things are happening outside the national guard arrives and they're able to talk to them via radio. And as the national guard gets there, it's an ambush a la aliens, um, where people just start getting got, but this was one of the funniest parts for me. Cause they're in like an open parking lot <laughs> and aliens are just like snatching people from behind them. And I'm like, there's nothing to hide behind. Like they're just out in the open. <laughs> like, how are you not seeing the giant space bugs? They're skittery,
3: man. <laughs> They skitter around,
4: but this scene where the aliens basically immediately murder most of the national guard—great, so much
2: fun. I mean, it's probably what would actually happen. I mean, yeah,
3: yeah. Oh yeah, I've been waiting for this for so. You guys do not know how long I've been waiting for that specific scene to see humans on Earth dealing with an alien invasion, and they just can't. Like yeah, like that's the shit that w- has been teased for decades. Yeah, and we finally got it.
4: We did, and I mean, it's got. I love the movie Independence Day for the same reason of like, we don't even know what we're up against. Like, we're so ill prepared. We don't stand a chance. It just like obliterates people. (laughs) So very quickly, the people in the sporting goods hunting store realize that they are basically fucked. Like they are all alone. And the aliens are trying to get into the store. But who should also be there? Predator. Yes. And Predator again goes after people with weapons and takes out those two stoners first and just explodes their heads. Just <laughs> like yeah. like balloons of blood. It's so
2: great. It's Hysterical. I mean, they, they're also like war on drugs
3: aliens. I get it. Like, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Real propaganda aliens. Yes. Yeah. Thank
2: you. <laughs> A
4: little bit. And then he just like sprinkled bags of crack on them. It was just like, Shh. that's
3: what that Luminol stuff was. That was like, <laughs> that's what it, it was is. like alien like, crack. Yeah. It's evidence. Yeah. Liquid <laughs> evidence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I figured predators would be like really strong Second Amendment people, but like, so it was weird to me. He targeted them first, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but they they believe in the Second Amendment that they should be allowed to carry a gun into a Chili's just in case. If they see somebody else carrying a gun, they think that's an act of aggression and they start shooting. Right. Um, Because, and and this is important to know, uh, gun people are weak cowards who can't fight. That's why they have (laughs) the gun, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very funny. Like when they're like, oh, you don't want to own a gun? It's like, no, I can fight like a man. (laughs)
2: did you not hear
3: how I broke my nose in a golden glove
2: match sir
3: it's one of my favorite things to say it's like oh no 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 I'm not a terrified coward who's afraid of everything yeah I know how to defend (laughs) myself like an adult
4: my thing is I don't want to own a gun because I'm pretty sure my husband or I would accidentally shoot One of us (laughs) Like there's like An 80% chance Of
2: that happening Statistically speaking It's much more likely That he would shoot you In an act of domestic violence Jeff He would never do that That's why we only have Bladed weapons in the house It's a rule (laughs) (laughs) Well you won't sleep With a man This is canon if he doesn't have a sword,
4: I have never slept with a man that did not own a sword. But also,
3: <laughs> that was face my face. Is perfect. <laughs> that was mine. Yeah. We, we don't we have time that to retread this. not that.
4: on purpose. This was. It happened on <laughs> no, accident. I think,
3: all right. Well, let's put it this way, Paige. If you have put yourself in a certain situation your entire <laughs> life, it's on purpose. Own it. That and also, you co-host a horror podcast. Of yeah. course, that's who you've slept with. <laughs> yeah, of course. Ah. And
2: she's a real size queen. <laughs> Notice how she said she slept with dudes with swords not daggers samurai swords. swords jeff
3: not just regular swords
2: Yeah, samurai swords
3: yeah. well of course yeah but like probably mall samurai swords not like an actual samurai sword this <laughs> yeah, wasn't made, absolutely this wasn't made under a waterfall in, you in know, okinawa in oh, no. yeah. yeah this was at haratori hanzo or whatever <laughs> yeah this was bought in a mall behind a beaded curtain
2: yeah they got this in the closed section of hot topic
3: yeah you literally buy it right next to pocky. Yep,
2: yeah. <laughs> yes.
4: uh, but you never have to reload melee weapons. So, but they got
3: phased out because the you know guns are pretty effective. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's I no know, idea. I know.
4: I'm just saying, zombie were covered, and he, I think it's. If he's going to come after me with a machete, I think I got a chance to run away. Wait,
3: So if zombies infect you with the liquids from their existence, you think a melee weapon that will spray those liquids (laughs) all over you (laughs) is the best way to go?
4: Oh, no. My plan is to die immediately in (laughs) the event of a zombie apocalypse. I don't want to live through that shit. I'm just saying that, like, to get to a place where we could peacefully end it we can chop through some
3: different movie. And I know we're talking about aliens versus predator Requiem, or at least we were, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah. World war Z when he puts the magazines on his forearm. I was yeah. like, that's the smartest thing I've ever seen in a goddamn zombie movie. in yes. my entire Yes. Train life. to
4: Busan. Same idea yeah. where he, he's got his forearms wrapped so he can kind of like push through. Yeah.
3: yeah. That's like how I, uh, I used to carry these in Worcester, Massachusetts.
2: Oh, your brass knuckles.
3: When I would go to a certain bar, not because I was like, Oh, I got to protect myself. Cause I can protect myself, but it's like a super junky place where, a lot of people have hepatitis C, and no real mugger would mug me, but a junkie absolutely would. So I used to carry these on my left hand in my hand in my pocket. And if somebody would try to jump me, it would just be a quick jab and then run the fuck away. And the other one holding a cigarette. <laughs> That's <has> more set <laughs> reference, I guess. Right? Yeah. I got one hand in my pocket and the other one. It's
2: clutching brass knuckles. Try something, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> these
3: feel good when you have them on. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's a very satisfying feeling. Honestly,
2: you got like 80% cooler when you put them on. On compared to when
3: you were just holding it in your hand. Oh, is the cartoon Gandalf on my shirt? Not enough. Yeah. To <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, the total picture is—it's uh, a lot to take in. Yeah. A with, a, with a sealed <laughs> yeah. Beavis and Butthead VHS next it's to a My sealed? Pet Monster. It's sealed.
1: Oh
2: yeah. Oh, we are. Oh wow, it is sealed. Wow. God. Jeff, I oh. love
3: you. Here's all the random. <laughs> like, I have a lot of random crap, and I know this isn't the point. This thing right here.
2: Oh, the Pokemon. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's like a thousand dollar thing. Yeah, And I've never played Pokemon in my life.
2: It's a collectible, Jeff. You don't have to have.
3: It is. I got it because it fell into my lap. And I was like, wouldn't it be funny if I opened it on camera? And I (laughs) wanted to do that so bad. It would be so goddamn funny if I did that.
2: You'd be like, What's a yugo
3: O? <laughs> UGO. Is that like Pokemon, but with people with bad hair?
2: <laughs> Everyone looks like the dude from Sum 41.
3: Sorry. <laughs> They're breaking up finally.
2: <laughs> finally. Oh, yeah. Sum 41 finally broke up. <laughs>
3: uh, I'm not going to pretend I didn't love them. Same. Fat Lip <laughs> changed my life. Perfect name for an album that's 22 minutes long is All Killer No filler Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they were Dick Sporting
4: goods right yes yeah, so right? <laughs> uh, we cut to the hospital where the alien is just like mm, yummy babies uh and then <laughs> impregnates that one lady by like latching its predalien jaws around her face yep. and uh, forcing eggs down her throat yeah yeah
3: which the implication here um is also important that to know that like a new queen yes. is established when they create when you create a colony, and this Predalien is laying eggs. Yeah, but yes. it's doing it in a much different way. Well, in a hybrid kind of way. The implication to this could be that this is a like a, a larval queen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, in a way. I mean, probably not because I, I bet this was mostly just executive. Well, no, because it's got to grow its big yeah. tail and then yeah. that can lay the eggs. But then without it, I don't think it could lay the eggs.
4: Well, it does in this movie. No, 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 no. The the face hugger eggs is
3: what I mean. Yeah.
4: No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like in this, this is one of those canon things that is questionable in this movie because she does lay eggs down her throat. How, but not face huggers. It look it lays
3: the,
2: the real eggs in.
4: Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Look, I'm not saying that this part makes sense. I didn't you didn't ask me to pick the most <laughs> make sensible horror film.
4: I mean Demon Night makes sense.
3: Demon Night makes sense because it's a great movie. One of the best.
4: Anyway, back in the sporting goods store, the Predator is shooting at the alien. It's trying to kill the alien in there. And just everyone else there is collateral damage. <laughs> just yeah. like in yeah. the midst of this battle, <laughs> including the the ex-boyfriend of the hot girl who ends up. He's about to get eaten by an alien. And the Predator shoots the alien as it's on top of him. And he just melts from the acid blood. So cool, just though, right? Oh, yeah. It's
1: so
2: cool.
4: Yes. Um, back at the hospital Everyone codes Which like it, I never thought about that But that was actually a really If you ever said Another horror movie In a hospital To have everyone code At once Was really crazy Kind of like Ooh spooky I like that a lot um, But The doctor goes To check it out and the pregnant lady is cocooned and has just instant chest bursters.
3: It's really funny when the doctor's like, "I'm gonna go," and like she's like, "Oh, my my! I think my water broke." She's like, "All right, I'll be right back." Gets just yeah immediately eviscerated. She's impregnated, and she co- they come back, and she is just. I mean, we're in like aliens territory with the kill me lady.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's because because she lives through the chest bursters for at oh. least a, a bit.
3: Yeah, and it's terrible good times baby good times you had quadruplets
4: we cut back to the sporting goods (laughs) store they all run out and they're trying they they see the national guard outside and it's just empty because they all got killed and their bodies are gone because the aliens took them to cocoon them because you know yeah so they take all the weapons and they take one of the little like tumblers basically i think you know like a rambler or whatever
3: apc it's an apc yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah yeah so they radio the national guard and they get colonel stevens who's like oh yeah everyone's meeting at the center of town and the second he said that i was like they're gonna
3: nuke it from orbit <laughs> head to the center of town we drew an x right where we're landing in the center of town <laughs> not a bullseye yeah yet- and the army lady's like, they're going to kill us. I've seen
4: Return of the Living Dead. They're definitely going to kill us. Yes. And she's
3: like, we don't all go stand on this X and just <laughs> wait to get saved. Yes. And then she turned to the two brothers and was like, what do you really think that those vests are going to protect you from in this situation?
4: Well, chestbursters. Keep it inside, maybe. <laughs> I don't yeah.
2: think
3: they could pop through that, though, right?
4: Yeah, probably. But at this point the other truck pulls up full of guys with guns and they kind of split where it's like, I don't think we should go to the center of town. I'm pretty sure that's where they're going to nuke us. And the other guys are like, we have to go to the center of town. It's our only way out.
3: The sheriff, (laughs) by the way. Yeah, the sheriff. The sheriff is one of the ones that's like, no, we got to go there. And it's so funny because you think something's gonna happen to save him. No, I didn't. Cause we've been seeing this guy since the very beginning of the movie. Whenever somebody was like, why would the government lie to us? I was like, this man deserves to die. Yeah,
4: yeah. I was like, the government
3: <laughs> always lies. Yeah, but he is the government. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but he's like low level local government, like sure, national he's like, government. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're gonna kill you either way.
3: He's like, I wouldn't bomb you. Well, Now, I would bomb that town. Same. Yes, same, you have sorry.
4: To. Nuke it from orbit, it's your only way to be sure. It's containment first. She's yeah. not wrong.
3: Hashtag Bill Paxton was right. If yeah. I was the colonel, I would be like, go to center town, but then I'd like have a single tear. Like, man, that was a hard thing for me to do because <laughs> it's all about me in the situation. Yes. But we find out that that colonel's working for Utani.
4: Yeah, or or at least with Utani. Yes.
3: Because yeah, he's like, uh, you know, I mean, spoiler alert: we get to the end, and that's like the big, the big reveal. reveal the big, the big, the big reveal. Because he did Wayland at the last one. He's like, isn't that right, Ms. Utani? And I'm like, no, no, you don't have to do that, <laughs> but fine. fine. But I'll take it. That's fine. Yeah. You're closing the lore loop, which I think is fine.
4: Great. Yeah. But we split the groups and it is uh, Rickety Cricket, the hot, the hot girl and the pizza guy, his brother and the little girl and the army lady. Now, here's a funny thing. I think they hadn't quite figured out where to put the little girl in the tank because she is not in any of those scenes and she's not even in the initial hospital scenes until later. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, because I'm watching I it and I'm like, all. I'm like, where's the little girl? Did she go with the other group? The other group's going to get nuked. And then she like climbs over a pipe and I was like, we hadn't seen her in like twenty minutes, and I like rewound it, and I was like, "Yeah, she's just not in a bunch of those scenes, or they're cutting before you see
2: her, yeah. or something like that." They
3: definitely are cutting before you see her.
2: She just like hit the allotted hours she was allowed to work those days, so they like she can't work because so she's yeah. just
4: like, well, it's anything where they're like running and they have to go fast as a group. Yeah. And I think it's because she can't keep up with them. Like, because she's a child, right? So like, yeah. I don't
3: think her mom would just leave her behind.
4: No, she, no, I don't think they did either. I think the movie made a mistake. My, <laughs> like, I think when they're making the movie, they're like, no one's going to notice. And I'm yeah, like,
3: it's not a mistake. Yeah, I was going to say it's definitely not a mistake. It was intentional. This is the T-Rex stepping out of the paddock and then the, the Jeep yeah, going yeah, yeah, down. Yeah. They're like, well, they're not going to care. Yeah. Like nobody's going to care about this.
4: So she. Is somewhere, but she is with their group. Uh, the officer, the the sheriff, and the woman whose husband and son died, along with a truck full of people whose names we never learn, uh, <laughs> are going to go to the center of town.
3: And get turned to salt. Yeah, they're like, hey, we're off to die. You guys have luck uh, in the hospital. Have fun.
4: They get to the hospital, and the first bad sign should have been the parking lot with overturned wheelchairs everywhere. Like, so many of them, which
2: would also definitely be in a zombie
3: movie. Page,
4: yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah,
3: you two actually miss in the first AVP. Waylon Udani uh, cured paralysis. Oh, wait, but they didn't cure (laughs) predalysis.
2: See, I don't even know if that's true or not. Like, I haven't seen that movie and that is insane. So maybe a huge
3: plot point, huge plot point.
4: Well, my my brain went to the alien prequels where I was like, oh, with robots, Uh, because that's what the prequels are all about. But
3: those prequels are bad. Yeah,
4: I don't mind Prometheus.
3: Okay. Mm -hmm. There's no accounting for taste, and I don't mean that in a negative way. (laughs) People like what they like. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I requested to record an episode about (laughs) Aliens versus Predator Requiem. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I unironically love it. Yeah. So I think that's good. There's a bunch of bad movies I love, so I can't I can't judge.
2: Well, we'll talk about this in final thoughts, but I, I loved it too. But let's finish it up yeah, first. I had a great time. Yeah.
4: Yeah, we're almost done. Uh, so as they're running through the hospital, the predator has also arrived at the hospital and he's just kicking through doors, which I love. Yeah.
3: No no more stealth for the predator anymore. He's done with yeah. stealth.
4: We're getting callbacks to when Jean-Claude Van Damme was almost the Predator. He's just like kicking through every door he sees.
3: I'm going to kick these doors down and I'm going to kick some (laughs) alien ass so bad that the next 20 (laughs) alien wannabes will feel it.
4: That's exactly what it would have been like. And honestly, kind of sad we didn't get that. No, it's good that he wasn't Predator. The costume was terrible. We want want the
3: Predator doing the splits. That's what we want.
4: Yeah,
2: (laughs) Between two spaceships. Just like.
4: Yes. Anyway, the humans are running up the stairs and aliens just start picking them off. Yeah. Like rickety cricket is toast. (laughs) They're shooting at them. The girl, the hot girl runs around a corner and just immediately gets like bay bladed into the wall. Like no warning.
3: Babe bladed. (laughs) She's incidentally massacred in the most hilarious way. Yes. By the predator. Like it's so funny. And when you see it, it's so shocking. Yes. Because you're just like, all right, this is going to work out. Like, we have our core. We've established that they're going to be the ones that are safe. Right. Blah, blah, blah. So to have her just eat shit randomly out of yeah. nowhere, you're like, yeah. No one's safe. Like, this no is exactly one. my shit. Well. He just met her today.
4: No, they no, were No, no, he was friends. in love with her at
3: school the whole time. Yeah. Oh, well. He
4: knew her address.
3: There's the whole, you look at me like this at school, and he's like, I'm looking at the clock. Oh, they had the clock. Yeah, I forgot about that
2: part.
4: Uh, and people, and a lot of this is like the Predators fighting aliens and like throwing things at aliens, and they're like ricocheting and hitting people. Like, that's how people get beheaded, beheaded. Now
3: I wish her body had run into a clock.
4: That would have been even better. <laughs>
3: with Predator now, like Predator is like, I'm a stealth guy. And then when shit goes, he's like, all right, time to go more melee than stealth here. Yeah. He's like, time to switch <laughs> from sn- from sniper to tank.
2: It's like when you play a level in Hitman and you'd like beat it fully stealth. And you're like, okay, now I'm going to do one for me. Yeah. I just run through shooting him with the, the double
3: desert eagles or whatever. Yeah, it, it, he's got five stars on the alarms for <laughs> yeah. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's.
4: Yeah. So as he's fighting, the the giant saw blade. Kills the hot girl, so pizza guy is like, "No hot girl!" We and like,
1: almost did it,
3: and yeah, he starts no! he starts shooting M six like an M sixteen, like he's Chuck <laughs> Norris, yes, in an in like a canon film, like yes. he's really just like just shooting it. He's shooting from the hip, hip running, yeah. <laughs> yes like really really funny but the predator is like oh shit oh shit like yeah the nerds not ready for it and the alien basically the predator ends and the alien fall down is it the pred alien at that point or are we still not at the pred alien? Uh, no i think
4: it's the pred alien regular alien yeah it's just a regular alien through
3: down an elevator shaft falls down the elevator shaft he's still shooting down there
4: yeah he's like "Ah!" his brother
3: is like dude you need to we needed those bullets, man.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, chill the fuck out. <laughs> and
3: then they, but then they were like, all right, we got a clear path. And then they say the phrase Get, get to, to the, the chopper. chopper. Yeah. yeah. They say, Get to the chopper, which I'm not going to lie. When I saw that, I was like, ha ha, I did yeah. it. So I did the same thing. I was like, Nice. I saw that <laughs> yeah. with, so, so my, one of my childhood best friends, my friend Matt Teese, He's he's, he's great. Anytime a new alien or predator movie would come out, we would go see it. Nice. And I saw this with him and we were like, what, 25, 26 at the time. And we were watching it. And when that, when the get to the chopper line happened, I was at the perfect level of fan service to be like, I respect and appreciate that they (laughs) snuck that line in (laughs) Like we were both like, all right, all right. Yeah. That's funny to me. You earned that get to the chopper line. You earned it. Yeah. Yeah. We've, you know, if you've survived this nightmare gauntlet of, of, (laughs) of, Aliens and Predators, yeah, as the both. title implies. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I do love that they called it Requiem because they were like, we need a word that starts with R so people know the movie's rated R. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was really funny. But uh, this part where they're finally getting out there. Now, this is the part, Paige, that I'm y- you're you're about to describe. So I'm going to mm-hmm. let you get through it and we can talk about that.
4: Oh, no. If you want to go through, like... Well,
3: the way they show this final scene, I will say this. For as much as I, I do really enjoy this movie they really botched how to show cuz they're just the main part of this is the escape not the aliens versus the predator right which is the thing that you would want to see now i don't right. believe in this thing when people are like you know oh a godzilla movie should have the maximum amount of of giant monsters fighting No, it shouldn't. Yeah. It absolutely shouldn't. These movies are always about the people on the ground that are affected by them. If you're one of those people that thinks a kaiju movie should be like that, you're a bad fan and you're bad at art. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get in the DMs, bro. I'll take it. I'll take it all day.
4: That's why 10 Cloverfield Lane is so interesting and so fascinating and good. 10
3: Cloverfield Lane is amazing. But so like with this one, with AVPR, they made the mistake of making it too people heavy in the escape. Yes. When they're trying to get out. And it, what it should be is they should be trying to escape in the background of this fight.
1: Yes, um, yeah.
3: And instead, they are the main part and the fight is actually the background and the fight is good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Predator versus the Predalien, it's a good fight. It's gritty. It's ugly. He mm-hmm. f- fucking rips the second mouth out of its mouth. Yes! Uh, they're like stabbing. Like they both equally die because like <laughs> they both stab the shit out of each other. Yeah. He guts it with his, with his blade and then immediately the tail goes through him mm-hmm. it's mutually assured destruction
2: yeah yeah, yeah.
3: They, they they romeo and juliet there are themselves out there there's <laughs> yeah. there's some xenomorph friar lawrence up there being like oh what have i done and then they and then everyone gets nuked and yeah. the helicopter outruns the nuke
4: <laughs> miraculously i will say the roof sequence suffers from almost something that is almost too real that doesn't serve the cinematic aspect of the film where They are on the roof of a hospital, right? They're trying to get to the helipad. Sure. So they are constantly climbing over like air conditioning ducts and vents and whatever, which makes it hard to tell who is where, when, and get a real good sense of if they're gonna make it, if they're not. Are they getting close? Are they not? That is the reality. If you were on the roof of a hospital, that's how you would have to kind of escape is climbing over all that shit. It just doesn't look great, especially when we're focusing on that instead of this awesome fight. Yeah. So it's kind of twofold of You should be seeing them in the
3: background. Yeah. You know, it it should have real back to the future energy where like you have something happening in the front, but also there's something in the back that you should also be paying attention to. Um, Yeah.
4: Well, it's almost like uh, in Jurassic Park where, I forget which one it is, maybe three, where the giant T-Rex attacks one of the raptors, allowing them to escape, and we're looking at the dinosaurs while they run. That's the very first one. Is that the first one? Okay.
3: Paige, that's the most famous climax of Jurassic Park, the film. Right. Where like the banner falls down in front of the T-Rex, and he's like, Wait a second, you didn't know which Jurassic Park was the one where the T-Rex eats the I raptor? I don't know
4: if you know, they have redone basically that ending two more times in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's basically the, the Jurassic Park special.
3: But yeah, that last scene is a bit muddled. It seems like they were like, it does seem like it's a rushed yeah. final scene of that, um, where you know, the movie like really does take its time blitzing you with weird shit. And yeah. then at the end, they're like, oh, we got to finish this fucking movie. All right, let's go. Which is funny.
4: That's where my <laughs> frustration on how much world building they put into people who don't survive kind of, that's where I got frustrated because this movie's only 90 minutes long, right?
3: Yeah. It's so gloriously short, too. Oh, yeah, it's, it's all movies wonderfully should be this.
4: short. Agreed.
3: Yeah, because it's paced really well. Like it's you should have to pay an additional ten million dollars for every ten minutes over ninety minutes that you go. Yeah.
2: It's like the salary cap in baseball. Yes, it's exactly right.
3: Yeah. If you only have 90 minutes,
4: they prioritized it in such a weird way. Like I I still had a great time. It's super fun. What we did get is weird and fun in its own way. But for me, the first thing I would have cut was a lot of the world building around the people that we just instantly killed.
3: Whereas I'm like, I prefer it because I like the idea that they gave us this rug to rip right out from under us. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and if you ever, if you read Herring Me in a movie in a way that I'm, that's like very funny. Yes. And that this is funny. Like it's, it's very funny that they did that from a meta standpoint. Yeah. That they went through all this trouble of like making you care about a character for three minutes and then immediately butchering them. Yeah. That to me is peak what horror should be. Yeah. Is not like you're introduced to Laurie Strode, you're <gasps> expecting Lori Strode to survive because she's the she's the main character, final girl, whatever you want to call it.
1: Right. But no,
2: the babysitter gets killed, and then all the kids she was babysitting gets killed, and then we meet a new family.
3: Yeah. And then yeah. that family is also then some of them are killed yes, immediately. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's that's <laughs> the energy that you get from this. And and I like I like that they did like because I mean these guys, they're music video directors. They were yeah. they were nickelbacks directors for their videos, which right. good job. Job. Like you know, you guys made it. You guys made a pretty big band. Look
4: High five <laughs> through the camera.
2: I actually know uh. the guy who <laughs> bro- co-wrote that song with them. He now wow, owns oh and runs uh, Big Loud Records here in Nashville. Mm. Oof, His name is. is Joey Moy. Yeah, look at this pornograph. <laughs> yeah, have we finished the movie? Should we do? And that's the movie. Basically, yeah. They crash.
4: The other people get
2: nuked.
3: And then soldiers come out, and they're like, "We were just doing our jobs." And we're like, "Ah, a statement." <laughs> How fun! How <laughs> necessary in *Aliens vs. Predator: Requiem* to have an allegory to what to humanity's willingness to do what they're told?
4: Yeah, what an experiment <laughs> that was
3: proven in the fifties. <laughs>
2: And, and That's the movie. movie So having seen the movie Having talked about the movie what do you guys think about Alien versus Predator Requiem I mean loved it Same <laughs> Like it was so fun <laughs> it, it feels to me like A high budget B movie Like It also yes. sort of feels like You would ask me to make An Alien versus Predator movie Before I had seen Either of those movies yes, And I could just like absolutely. Pull from like The pop culture That had seeped through From just living in America And this is that movie And I sort yeah. of love that
3: Okay so Here's the thing (laughs) Break it down for us Jeff It has a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes (laughs) All 12 of those Percents are earned And I feel like (laughs) we're representing Those reviewers Mm -hmm. IMDB gives it a 4.6 out of 10 Common Sense gives it a one out of five. I'll represent the uh, 86 or whatever. (laughs) Everybody seems to hate this. Right, Mike? Is that you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like actively like hate, hate it. I respect why you like it to be moving to something. It's just not a
2: movie I revisit, if that makes sense. Sure. I would definitely watch this again. Yeah, wow. Like, from someone's redneck pool in their backyard, on their projector, on their house. Like, that's the way you
3: should rewatch this movie, Mikey. Let's do it. We're not doing that. I will add that this movie made $23 million in DVD sales. That is not nothing. Jeff,
2: we're going to cover box office and all that stuff, and it's actually a little bit more than that.
3: Yeah. Oh, nice. Well,
2: Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? (laughs) Very many, yes. Well, here it is with your fun facts.
4: Predalien, fun facts. So there's a lot of things that happen in this movie that are purely done to differentiate it from the first AVP. So part of the darkness and the photography style on this movie is because they thought the PG-13 Alien vs. Predator uh, was too bright and revealed too much of the creatures. I agree, but I think there's a happy medium. I think this movie sure. goes into too dark. I don't mind the camera work, but the the lighting is real tough. Now, in the original script, the predalien was supposed to die before the crash of the Predator ship uh, when a Predator kills it with his cannon. Um, and that was page three or four of the script. And then a normal alien would then kill the remaining predators and escape the wrecked ship. And it would be the aliens that we know and love versus predators that we know and love. But it was rewritten to incorporate the Predalien as the main antagonist because the studio was impressed by the concept art and thought that they could monetize it and, of course, toyify it.
3: Sure. You know how kids in 2007 loved R-rated movies? (laughs) Yeah,
4: yeah, exactly. (laughs) But this is one of the only films to feature a scene of the Predator's home planet. Very, very brief from that one Predator who gets the distress signal and then leaves. Yeah. Danny Glover was asked to reprise his role from Predator 2. He did not. Oh my God, I would have loved that.
3: He really... Well, they also did that with Arnold in Predators.
4: They did, and there's another one uh, that I will get to shortly that was also asked, Uh, or actually two more, because Bill Paxton was approached to play the diner cook, so he could be in both the second Predator, second Alien, and AVP, but he had scheduling conflicts, and so it did not happen.
3: Because he's scheduled reading the script.
4: Yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh,
4: This movie is... It has been accused of favoring the xenomorphs over the predators, in part because there's just way more of them
3: versus a single predator. That's the dumbest sentence. Yeah, I think you're favoring one over the other. Oh, they're 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 men in rubber. Yeah, calm (laughs) down.
4: It doesn't really matter. Now, they also, because they had shown scenes of Predator's homeworld, they wanted to include scenes of the alien's homeworld as a post-credit scene. They created the concept art and it was storyboarded, but ultimately it was dropped in favor of using it for a third AVP that never happened after they basically just abandoned the AVP franchise in favor of Alien prequels, Prometheus and Covenant. And they basically retcon the origin story presented in AVP. So they basically undo everything these movies did. They're, they The canon diverts, if you want to think of it that well, way. Well, at least
3: they're great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so according
4: to the DVD commentary... Colonel Stevens, who calls in the hit on the town, was originally written as Garber, who was Adam Baldwin from Predator 2, uh, who was part of an FBI team that knew about the existence of Predators and wanted to obtain one to then use it for advanced weapons technology.
3: And then his buddy Gary Busey got chopped in half. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Because that movie is awesome. It
2: is awesome. There's a guy in that movie that packs an open wound with cocaine. It's the best. Scorpio, he's the best. I love that movie.
4: But when they couldn't schedule Adam Baldwin, uh, the character was changed. The Predalien was nicknamed Chet, on set and in the script, to avoid spoilers, so that if anyone encountered the set or encountered the script, they would not know. It was named after the character from Weird Science, of course, played by Bill Paxton. Yeah, Hell yeah. Now... Originally, the Predalien chestburster had an inner jaw, um, kind of like, more like a predator. The mandibles would have looked even more predator-like, but this was removed uh, when the ending of AVP was remade, uh, or when the actual pieces were kind of remade and reused for AVP Requiem, in part because of that impregnation scene where it latches those mandibles into her face. I think it was just a practical thing where they couldn't get it onto her face. They just pulled it off. This is the second movie in which Ian White plays a predator next to Kevin Peter Hall, who's the original. He's the only actor to play two. Nice. Now, as far as canon, this film and AVP are listed as being basically their own franchise. And it's kind of a subject of debate because they're made by the original studios, but without the original makers. And so Alien has chosen to completely abandon the canonicity, if you want to think of it uh, as of AVP with the prequels.
3: That right there is the most who cares. Yeah. Fact of that. be I mean, like, Who gives a shit about the canon at this point in time? <laughs> I mean, I
4: do because I love Alien, but that's just me. I, it doesn't impact my enjoyment of this movie, though.
3: Disney just decides whatever they want with canon. So we, we can't mm-hmm. really be stre- too stressed about it.
4: Now, Predator also explicitly chose to ignore them. Alien has some tap dancy ways of doing it. Predator was just like, it didn't happen (laughs) Uh, as far as how their their canons have diverged. The Predalien is said to be a young queen um, and that's why it reproduces the way that it does before it becomes immobile with an ovipositor. So apparently the queen- That's what I was trying to say. The queen can only reproduce with an ovipositor once it's established a nest.
3: Okay. Well, I feel like we nailed that shit
4: yeah yeah no i think we all arrived at the correct answer yes and those are your fun facts
3: wait 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 didn't one of the okay someone tweeted at me that the main character like the main character actor murdered somebody what i'm assuming you mean the actor right yeah the actor
4: johnny lewis i remember when this happened this is the pizza boy okay yeah johnny lewis uh murdered his
3: 81 year old landlady what oh he's that guy Oh, yes, he was—he's that, um, that guy, NOSAC yeah. from, uh, yes. from Sons of Anarchy. Yes, it's less than fun, but it's still a fact.
4: Yeah, he—he uh, he suffered a head injury from a motorcycle accident, I believe, while making Sons of Anarchy, or right after, and he seemed to develop uh, some mental health issues as well as drug dependencies as a result, and then literally less than a year later he was found dead along with his landlady and his landlady, the reason this made, I mean, apart from him being a TV person, it made the news because his landlady had been the landlady for like so many actors who went on to become famous. She was like, a, a landlady that people specifically would live with once they got their first TV job and stuff. She was like an incubator for Hollywood stars. <laughs> yeah, kind of.
3: Yeah, because she had set up a nest so she could have yes. her over deposit. And her she, yeah, her over
2: deposit. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah, they they believe, unfortunately, that he killed her and then believe that his death was actually accidental. Um, his body was found on the driveway uh, after her home was ransacked, so they think he may have fallen out of a window but he did also potentially kill her cat.
3: Ugh. Hate everything about that. It's not great. No. Yeah. I like how it's like, and so he murdered this lady and we're like, he murdered eh. this and, it's like lady. and the cat and we're like, what the? No, what? What a monster. Oh, I <laughs> was saying I don't
2: like that to all of that fun fact. Yeah. It wasn't just the cat, but Paige, yeah. thank you for those fun facts. Uh, let's You're talk welcome. a little bit about box office. So what do you think the production budget was for alien versus predator Requiem in 2007?
3: I'm going to guess it's anywhere from 50 to 60 million.
2: Okay. Mikey, Page, you want to guess? 30 million.
3: All right. Mikey. I'm going to go lower. I'm going to say 25. Now, guys, it was
2: $40 million. <laughs>
3: okay. We all just danced around it.
2: But if you adjust that for inflation, <laughs> Jeff, you were real close. It was $58.5 50, million dollars if you had to spend that money today. Now, this. Movie, as I said, being my favorite Christmas movie, came out on December 28th, 2007. It was number six the weekend it came out. It was beat by National Treasure, Book of Secrets, Alvin and the Chipmunks, I Am Legend, Charlie Wilson's War, Juno, and then, of course, Alien vs. Predator Requiem. What do you think it made in its opening weekend?
3: I'm going to guess eight to nine million. Okay.
2: I'm going
4: to go a little higher and say 15.
2: Okay. Mikey, what did you think? I'm going to go between. I'm going to say 12. I think, Jeff, you're technically closest. It was $10 million, just barely over $10 million.
3: Now, oh, So I win both showcases. You there win, you win both
2: showcases in this showcase showdown. Now, this movie was in the theaters for a total of 13 weeks. It was never again in the top 10, though. It was six its first week and then never again in the top 10.
3: That is some little engine that could bullshit right there that you stayed in for, <laughs> for four
2: months, three months. Yeah. So, okay. So it was from December 28th until the weekend of march
3: 21st that is way too long Sure, that's gonna be in some second run theaters i'm guessing
2: but jeff it was only in over a thousand theaters for its first three weeks and then it dropped to 410 by the end of its last week it was in five theaters hell yeah i bet i've been to two of
3: those theaters in my life yeah i can almost guarantee
4: one of them is the one in pasadena that shows things way after they've been in theaters for three dollars
3: there was one in west boylston mass where i was like didn't this movie come out like two years ago but at yeah. that point, they were like dollar theaters. You they,
2: you would pay a yeah. dollar and go see it. Yeah, absolutely. So, what do you think Alien versus Predator Requiem
3: made in its domestic box office performance? I'm gonna say 32 million total. Okay, that's so generous. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm so gonna so say wrong. 20 25.
2: I'm going to say 28. Guys, it actually made $41.7 million. Wait until I tell you what it made worldwide, though. It made $87 million worldwide.
3: I'll tell you what. China doesn't give a shit about this plot. (laughs) That's why Transformers movies clean the fuck up in China. They're like... We don't care yeah. about the plot. Just show us the shit smashing against each other. We're into it. <laughs> so this
2: movie technically is over $100 million, even at the time, because it brought in worldwide $128.8 million, which if you adjust for inflation, is $188.5
3: million today. And that is your box office.
2: So, Mike, do you want to hit him with that scary scale?
3: Yeah, our scary scale is a scale of 1 to 10 of how scary we found the film when we watched it today. Yeah. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The examples don't really matter, Jeff. It's just a scale of one to 10. You're asking me?
4: (laughs) I was going to say, Mikey, we learned this last time we had a guest. You have to have one of us go first to set the baseline.
3: No, I'll set my own
4: baseline. The answer is
3: two. He says two. I, two is fair. I was going to go one. Well, I mean, it's not like Ghostbusters one. Like there's still some, yeah. si- some shit that I would yeah. be like, ooh, ooh, I don't want that thing laying eggs in my mouth.
2: I jumped when that dad got murdered. Same. So I, I did jump a few times. I would give it a three, honestly.
3: Oh, okay. I'm going to give it a two.
2: Yeah. And that's
3: our scary scale.
2: There it is. Well, Jeff. We appreciate you guesting on an episode here with us. Uh, I would love it if you would plug the many podcasts that you were on and not
3: your friends' podcasts. This is great because people <laughs> love this part of every show. Yes. I know yes. people certainly haven't Famously. stopped the episode already. <laughs> um, but if you guys thought I was funny, which you did. Yeah, uh, they did. Uh, <laughs> you should find me on social media at Hey There Jeffro. I have um, several podcasts uh that i am known for uh my my sort of flagship show is called jeff has cool friends yes um it used to be uh for a big toy and statue company and then i left and took the format and changed the title well, there you go. I plagiarized myself. What do you want from me? Uh, but Jeff has <laughs> cool friends, which you can get anywhere for free. But if you want uh, early access to Uncensored episodes with bonus content, head on over to patreon.com slash Jeff May, where you not only get that, um, but you can get uh, Patreon-exclusive content, like my monthly podcast, Ug Fine, with Kim Crawl. I also do a great show called Nerd with Dre Alvarez. That is a monthly deep dive into specific nerdy things. We just wrapped up... Um, we just wrapped up our trading card season ooh so we did um star wars cards uh, magic the gathering and pokemon nice and we've done like we've oh, done classic that. nes we do a bunch of really cool weird shit um on that show it's really fun i also do a show called tom and jeff watch batman with tom ryman if any of you uh were cracked watchers or readers back in the up day on cracked man yeah.
2: like michael swaim and that crew like changed
3: my life i love those guys so on gamefully unemployed which yes. is tom ryman and david bell yeah um Uh, then I do Tom and Jeff watch Batman with Tom. Uh, I also do unpopular opinion, which again, started on cracked with Adam Todd Brown. Um, and then, uh, we also, Adam and I do a show called you don't even like sports, which is a sports podcast for people that hate sports. Fuck. That sounds like something I would love. It's like comedy 30 for 30. Yeah. The thing that, (laughs) the thing that I've really been enjoying lately, I've been doing pack breaks of trading cards. Um, doing sports with adam todd brown called you don't even like sports cards um and uh, i do my own called i must break you on my uh youtube which is at hey there jeffro as well i do all non-sports on that and like if you guys could see my place
4: yeah i was gonna say what's the pile that you have i know
3: right just boxes of like oh here's some 92 (laughs) fleer ultra Um, yeah i also have like like so many like garbage pail kids i've got like 19 a box of 1994 marvel masterpieces that i want to open which are like i had marvel masterpieces growing up they're they're pretty that set is just worth so much money and I, i talked some guys down Uh, I love doing that. It's so much fun. I'm terminally online, even though I don't like it. This is just the career path that we're on. If you guys want to see what I look like more often, go to the YouTube, or you can also see me on episodes two and three of Netflix's Bullshit, which is a game (laughs) show uh, where it looks like I lost. But spoiler alert, that's editing. I won. Fuck ton of money on that show, nice. which is why I can buy boxes of Marvel masterpieces to open on my YouTube <laughs> channel. I fell backwards into this game show, and the next thing I know, I, I walked with a quarter of a million dollars. Hell what? yeah, uh, uh, and fuck,
2: that is some bullshit, man. And that was me choosing
3: to walk. Uh, yeah. I could have, I probably could have won more, but I was like, mm, I don't think I want to lose one hundred seventy-five thousand, yeah. so I'm gonna walk. Yeah, just no. take it. And then I, that was hosted by Howie Mandel, and so I bought a new car. That I needed desperately, and I named it Howie Cardell. Oh, um, nice. But yeah, that's so that's the, you know, uh, Jeff has cool friends, nerd, you don't even like sports, unpopular opinion. Tom and Jeff watch Batman. Uh, I do. I literally do a podcast for every type of person. Um, <laughs> I love it. I do a live stand-up show in a toy store, if you can believe that. The second Friday of every month at Blast from the Past on uh, in Burbank and Magnolia Boulevard. A great store. It's a really wonderful store. The show's great. It's called Mint on Card Comedy. If you're a toy collector, you understand the phrase. So that's for my nerds. Uh, just come on by. I'm a big I'm a big nerd and I do big nerdy things and I'd love to have you uh, check out my shit because uh, it's fun and I love it and I love doing it and I loved doing this show, by the way. Well, oh, thank you good. for yeah. being here. Thanks this was for fun. being here. We try to be a fun show. Yeah, this was great. I'm not even mad that I missed half of the Celtics game while we're recording. This. <laughs> oh, no. I think I followed you on Twitter after the first time I heard
2: you on Behind the Bastards, and I can attest to that you're oh, yeah. a great Twitter follow. But also, oh, pretty much everything you said and plugged is in your like link on Twitter. So if they miss some yeah. of that, just go follow him at uh, Hey there, Jeff Rowe. Wait, what's your? Ad? You followed me? That's uh, now I seem feel like a dick. But you had never met me or heard me on a podcast, so like, yeah, I'm at That's Todd J. Awesome. <laughs> so if you go back in your history, you'll see me liking your tweets from like a year and a half ago, Jeff. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
3: you know what it really <laughs> comes down to is people think that because I live I like work on the internet that I'm like always on it. Oh, same. Yeah. Like some people will be like I'll see people that will like follow and then unfollow me and then follow me and unfo- yeah. and then because I met them and I'm like, dude, I I don't look at those messages on Instagram. I, don't either. I yeah. just people that are like, hey, I sent you a video, uh a, a stand up video clip so I could do your show. What have you checked it? And I was like, no, I'm sorry. No, yeah. no. no well, it's working. because you
2: just get so much traffic there. You can't comb through it
3: all. You know, that's not the way to reach out to us. If you ever want to see me make fun of like police or like <laughs> government, follow me on Twitter. I'm a real piece hey, of shit yeah. That's why I think You're a good
2: father fo- We have similar Political beliefs Even though I live in Tennessee Just know that There's a lot of us In
3: Nashville That feel the same way You do about a lot of things We need more good people In Tennessee I agree <laughs> And more good people Like Michael Doing the Lord's work From yeah. police cars
2: uh, Yeah my, Mikey is a real life Superhero Jeff We could talk about that later But He's Ooh. like
3: I'm here to prevent cops From killing people <laughs> Yes
2: yeah. that, Yes
3: just, just trying to help You're like Please <laughs> stop talking About my other career On this podcast he's <laughs> yeah. So like night and day i need to keep this separate i understand <laughs> i apologize for no 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 i talk i talk about it too it's a it's i'm humble i try to stay humble yeah stay but humble. Fun. i love humble. my job i love my jobs yeah <laughs> this is way better than when i was teaching and making twice as much money
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly strange to hear someone say as a teacher they made more money because in tennessee yeah. i don't think they make anything
3: no yeah teaching the international sign of people that don't get paid enough and i still make yeah, a lot no, less they money definitely, than definitely do not but
2: seriously thank you so
3: much no this was great anytime i could talk and you know what i'd, I'd love to come back on in the future too and, and talk about Fuck another yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it we'll pick the movie that time
2: <laughs> you clearly abused the privilege jeff
3: yeah. you're like we're gonna, today we're gonna do aliens versus predator standard <laughs> please, no. please please that'd no. be a fun one
2: so this week jeff thank you so much made us watch alien versus predator requiem what are you guys making us watch next week hey guys this is todd breaking in when i would normally be asking mikey and Paige what we're gonna watch next But I had to re-record that section because we actually booked a guest that I've been a fan of for 15 years, uh, and he agreed to come on the show. So we let him pick the movie. Uh, And the movie that he picked is the A24 movie, It Comes at Night, that came out in 2017. So your homework for next week is to watch It Comes at Night and then just wonder who I've been a fan of for 15 years that also agreed to come on this show. And you'll find out next week who it is. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? No. Well, while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review run the podcast. And that's to leave us a five-star text review. And we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week?
3: Okay, we're going to do Kiwara. Well, what does Kiwara have to say? As a former har virgin, I can relate to Todd when it comes to... When going through these movies. Yeah. Now, I love scary movies and await each new episode eagerly every Monday. Between Paige, Paige's insider movie knowledge, Mikey's psychoanalysis, and Todd's musical talents, you're sure to find <laughs> something entertaining from this power thruple. And that's not even mentioning the great unair air chemistry these guys have when bouncing banter back and forth. Seriously, guys, keep up the amazing work. You guys are the highlight of my week, and keep me going Five stars. Well, Kiwara, thank you so
2: much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to leave us a five-star review, I'll have Mikey read it for you. So this episode is brought to you by Jonathan. But because this is a very special episode and he didn't give us another video to do... We're recording this one way sooner than we normally record. So, Jonathan, sorry I didn't get another video from you. We appreciate the support, and we'll pick up with your videos next week. Mm -hmm. This episode was also brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager's, like, driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? She beat the shit out of the pizza boy (laughs) threw his keys in the sewer.
4: Yeah, and she wouldn't even take off her night vision goggles. We now
2: return you to another episode of... uh, the Patreonicals.
3: We open on the bridge of the moon star where the mun people have now located. They had a ping on their sensors and uh, Libby, the moon queen decides we have to kill that ship before they restart the timeline. We are peoples are at apex power or whatever. <laughs> and okay. uh, Aaron Moon General fire up the engines and chase them. Alex, the magician, you get ready. We, we need to kill all these people. Get all your tricks ready these illusions and then uh west the handsome dude he um he gets paper cut because alex the magician's throwing playing cards at him, like flicking at him really hard oh like
2: gambit but like they're on fire
3: they're not on fire just regular just paper cuts
2: oh okay okay
3: and then they go to warp speed back on the good guy ship the santa maria spaceship river moon floats aboard on her smoke and she's like me and Sunzy are i'm we're gonna we've combined and i showed sunzy where to go uh, we're jumping there now. And so they jump, and it's just this big crystal palace in the space. And uh, they're like, there's a crystal. River Moon's like, in there, there's a crystal that if you get it and you put it in the warp drive, we can jump straight to the end of the plot of this whole part of the whole Patreonicals. And they're like, oh, shit, yeah, that's cool. Uh, and that's what Karun said. <laughs> and then Kate's like, I'll lead the away team. Uh, so I'll go, Her Erotica, Jeremy... goal with his Iron Man suit I'll go down there uh, with a couple other people And then there's crystal monsters that are fighting Them and so it's a really cool Fight man if I had more time I would describe it
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We just can't get into it But it's awesome guys we can't get into it He showed me the storyboards before the episode It was so great so great Yes,
3: Budget cuts unfortunately (laughs) Have you know limited my imagination Uh You know, Jeremy shoots one with the lasers. Lauren bashes them with their new cyborg club. Mister um, <laughs> Ray Bomb finally gets to rage and bomb and blows a couple of them up. And eventually, you know, there's an act like the axe. The the, the guitar is hanging out of one's head, and Garotica doing like the devil horn signal. It's, it was just, it was really great. I wish we had more time. <laughs> get into that uh, uh, <laughs> Jennifer with her force fields comes and lips up the crystal because it's not safe and uh, they, she brings it back inside where Andrew and Captain Bruder put it in the engine and um, Natasha and Karun have had seven children wow their reproductive cycle uh, is very weird and they have now seven little blue aliens around them that's a quick reproductive cycle yeah, that's the way that this, that species, the Crutonians.
2: Oh, I forgot they were
3: Crutonians. Oh, my God. That's how they reproduce. And that's, uh, how, you bre- that's how you bake that bread. That's how you break that bed. And so they, they they put the cool crystal into the engine. They fire it up and they special warp off with the Death Munstar. But. Bo- Zooms right into the crystal palace And 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 right behind them So that's the end of the episode
2: I have a, a clarifying question Is this the crystal at the center of the galaxy They were trying to get to Or is this a crystal along the way To the center <laughs> of the galaxy They were trying to get to I guess we'll find out next week On another episode of <laughs> yeah. The,
3: the Patrioticals
4: That's gonna be it for us you guys I'm Paige
3: I'm Mikey
2: And I'm your horror virgin Todd Keep it ooky spooky Yeah Have a great week. Bye. I bet Mikey thinks he could take the Predalien
1: nerd.
3: No, I would run. For him to even suggest that you would pause for like three minutes to study it. No, 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 no. no. No.
2: But if it was a kangaroo version of an alien, would you fight it?
3: No, I can't. I can't fight an alien version of an animal I I think
2: I can fight. I wouldn't fight a man that's become an alien. Same. Okay, that's fair. All right. We'll see (laughs) you guys next week.